characterise it. The um, mm. the mm. last hello, hello, hello. Mm. The mm. what is this? What are these things? <laughs> I've not seen one of these <laughs> things. No, no. Um, what, what I would like the last certainly like the like Monday to Sunday to. Wednesday, Thursday of this mm. week had this. The weather had this incredibly weird and consistent pattern, which was cloudy and overcast in the morning. So you go out with a, a jumper and stuff on. Then it starts to into, get too yeah, warm. Gets too warm, and you you sort of have to take it off. Yeah. And then it turns into a massive thunderstorm. Yeah. And did that for like four it, or yeah, five it, days. It, it's on the, become on the one. Exactly of, it's that. like a tropical mm. or like exactly, I know, or no, yeah. like an equatorial oh. kind of like thing where it just gradually builds up a yeah. kind of like weird humidity throughout the day that eventually like kind of bursts. Exactly. Well, that's that's what I was I was thinking. I was like, it feels like we're in the in the in the tropics or something like that. Well, it's because like I was away in Liverpool. Was it last week, the week before? Yeah, it was the week before. Week before. And then Kat was like, oh, this has been a big thunderstorm mm. while you were away. And I was like, damn, I've just, like, you know, I'm really yeah, looking yeah. for Because they kept almost being thunderstorms, mm. you know. You, you see them on the, like, lightning map, yeah. right? And I kept being like, oh, I'm just, you know, I've missed this thunderstorm, yeah. right? And then Kat was away, like, over the last mm. week. And there was, like, three while she was away. And yeah. I was like, oh, another thunderstorm you've been yeah, you know, yeah. I, exactly. I, I, three, um, three to one. I, I was... Um, so, so on this, this week, I was I was off last off work last week, and this week I was back to it. And I was like, right, I need to get good, good night's sleep on, on on Sunday evening. So I went to bed early. Yep. you know, did all that stuff. Yeah, and then like at twelve thirty. I was, just, I was dozing. Gently. It was really loud, wasn't it? That was like a very... That, you know, it, it didn't go on for that long, but it was yeah. a very loud one. And I couldn't get back to sleep for hours and it completely... But, and then that happened basically every day. So I'm, I, I might be slightly less coherent even than usual because I'm operating on very little sleep. Yeah. Um, but I'm feeling good, which feeling, is nice. pretty good, yeah. I've had a... I've had a a busy week, and I've, I've we've we've moved into a my, my, my both of my companies, the, the one that subsidises the other, mm. um, have moved mm. into uh, an office. Mm. We've got an office in um, uh, Joseph putting a putting a bleep sound effect. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I just well, have like a little be, yeah. flute that I can. Just play. <laughs> then I don't have to yeah. edit it in. It's gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be on 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 like Google My Business or whatever. So it's, it's on on, on uh, Grand Parade. Mm. Um, if people want to drop yeah. in and you get business mm. from people, absolutely. You know. Yeah, if, if we, we want any walk-ins, uh, nestled between uh, like a halfway house and a crag, then like we get every other house on that <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that nice. stretch of road. Mm. Not the most most sleepless area. But it's nice, nice Affordable. office, nice old building. Yeah, so it's, I it's, it's, that's the idea, it's right? pretty good. Yeah, and it, it, the, the the key thing is for me, I realize because I've I've had like offices and like co-working spaces and stuff before but the, the real shit is I don't like commuting and it's basically um, a two minute walk from my flat mm. so that was, that was now like, everyone's yeah. got like a, a exactly, radius yeah. where they can work out well, where that, you live that was like the chief criteria um, for, 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 for me because I was like I, 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 there are some nice places that I can see, but they all require either getting on a bus or walking up a whack and great hill. Neither yeah. of which I want to do. So, it's yeah. one of that you're trying mm. to reduce friction. Mm. Exactly. Just, no, just, yeah, it's slight or indeed the correct amount of friction. Yeah, right? you want the level of friction where it's not like you're just working from home. Yeah, because there's an important amount. The fr- the friction needed to yeah. get your psyche into the work mode yes. of being in a different place no, that's, that is, but no yeah. more than necessary that is right? precisely it it's, it's exactly the right calibrated amount of friction and it mm. feels it's already feeling like that basically it's feeling really good i've been able to do like yeah i've been able to to to, to crank out because <laughs> i i've basically done weeks a week's amount of work in two days wednesday and thursday because monday and tuesday i mostly spent lugging furniture from the flat to right yeah, <laughs> from yeah. the flat to the place and today yeah. i was at a conference so it's been very um i suppose it's good to have somewhere other yeah. than your flat you can like dump things no, that's right? the other it's thing I've, I mean, space, I've, I've, moved my, I've moved like my whole desk and stuff right right, right. My, my, my you know epic game so you don't PC have any form stuff. of home office anymore no, it's all gone because um, i know there's a lot of people where it's like they have an office right mm-hmm. and then i know a lot of the people mm-hmm. every sort of 
five by five podcaster like that <laughs> would always eventually like graduate to having their own office but yes. then also still have a mm. home office and so they'd always be talking about in that kind of american tech podcaster way about how they have to buy doubles of everything and all the things they're buying doubles of are like four hundred dollars yeah. like, like they had to buy two herman millers yeah, 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 to, yeah, you know yeah. like all this kind of shit and it's, it's like come on like do you really you know yeah it is it is, it is very funny um but yeah, having an office is nice. I would recommend it. Mm. Um, and that's and I I was trying to think what other thi- what other things have been happening happening to me because it's, it's, it's already been a few weeks since we were on a you know I don't think anything's really happened. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been an uneventful little while. Um, I, I I had a nice week off. Mm. Did some did some relaxing. I watched Top Gun for the first time. A film I'd never seen. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, Original one. Really enjoyed it. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm, the one with the, yeah. the, the, the another five by five. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Syracuse quote, yeah. you know, where he like always quotes that when he was like, I don't know, whatever age he was when that movie first well came on TV, mm-hmm. right? Was like they used to have like pithy descriptions in the TV guide of like mm-hmm. each movie. Yeah, and the one for Top Gun, like the guy that wrote them, was obviously just one of those like you know like those old school kind of like mm-hmm. getting everything into like column yeah. inches, you know, yeah, literally yeah, yeah. Or column. Uh, 16th of an mm. inches and um it was like the the description for top gun was trivializes war by turning it into a music video like, that was the, like little <laughs> tiny little little rectangle you know what a music video yeah it, oh yeah it's, it's good like yeah. it, it's, it's one of those things where every time that um you won uh, maverick and goose were on screen together i was mm. like tom cruise seems like a real person and every time goose leaves the frame i'm like yeah what what, what you know he, he can basically only act in 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 relation in rela- to yeah, his he character off the, yeah, 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 and then, yeah. And, and then because yeah that, that's that that's obviously that friendship is the core of the film and it's very sweet and that's a oh, it's a very basic take i'm sure everybody yeah. else who's seen top gun before me is like be, of course me and cat yeah. watched it about a year ago and it was because cat was going through a phase of wanting to watch a load of kind of lads 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 mm. films or like films that mm. were very like male culture focused sure, yeah. and i was because we watched like Scarface, I think, yeah. which is I think it's a very male yeah. film, right? Well, the Godfather, like well, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think yeah. we started on it like with mm. the Godfather, but mm. as it went on, like it was like yeah. Cat was like, really, what I really like about this is just all the like violence and the shooting. <laughs> and the lads, lads, lads. <laughs> so we just eventually, it's like from Godfather, it's like yeah, you know, this just really needs more planes. Yeah. It needs more, you know, a bit less story. Yeah, there's quite a few directions you could go with that. Actually, you could go. Well, yeah, into, they like, could the sort of, yeah, you go with, like the Tarantino of... sort of like. Well, Cat's a bit of Tarantino yeah. fan, so we've done a lot of those yeah. already. In, in my head, it's basically like, what are the kind of pictures that a certain sort of guy would have on his, in, have on his yeah, like, the movie posters exactly. that people would have on their walls? Well, because of course, and, Scarface yeah. is like the famous poster that people have in yeah. dorm rooms, right? Yeah, and yeah, see. Yeah. And there used to be that. I don't know if it's still there. I think it might be like Tiger now, or like the Lego store, or mm. something. In in the in Churchill mm. Square, there used to be that store that just basically sold posters and shit, yeah. right? It was like one of those kind of like, I guess you they're like a merch kind of thing, you know? Like because I know you can get those big. You know, in HMV, which is yeah. miraculously exists again, I'm still still there. By that. It's gonna so, it's yeah. gonna go under again and then be resurrected again. Yeah. It's just gonna be one of those cycles in our lives. It'd be like, <laughs> oh, it's the fourth time HMVs come around or whatever. They used to have that bit at the back where they'd have the giant, like the big, yeah, you know, yeah, like, full size yeah. posters, and you could like leaf through them in this sort of thing. <sighs> Like, yeah. it was basically a store that was just all those. Yeah. And and then I guess you could buy like they also had those things you could get that I don't know who buys them, but they're like. I don't even know. I don't know what their what sort of print there are, but they're like cuts of like thirty five film, thirty five mil like prints of sure. a film. So you can just get like some random uh, shot of just like 
Yoda walking half off of the screen. Or <laughs> and I don't know what the implication of those is meant to be because they're not like negatives and they're not even like yeah. they're not even like editing prints. Yeah, well, it's like, they're I, just like I, yeah. a distribution print of a yeah. film that got. I guess yeah. people just didn't really. I've got an animation cell from. The well, yeah, I mean that's Jojo's actually OVA, an original. Which, yeah, thing. that's the thing, right? That that was that is something that was that's actually, got a background. That, yeah, that's bit actually and an animation the, yeah, cell. It's yeah. actually in the you know if you watch that OVA, that is in the thing. Yeah, but like those are just like here's there's thing, like I maybe guess. one yeah. frame where that cell appears and yeah. maybe like you know a cut a few seconds where the background appears right mm. it's like some action shot yeah yeah it's, it's, it's yeah. a really punch or something yeah. like that, i think but like yeah it's 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 like that's that is at least a thing yeah. um whereas that, that was things, used yeah. in the original that's like yeah. an original prop or kind of thing it's, it's, but just yeah. having a cell of a print i think that's an incredibly like that sort of guy like the, the sort but of does like, that sort, sort of guy more... exist anymore that's the thing because I, I haven't yeah. seen that for sale yeah as like a thing it's, especially not in like the shopping center like yeah. in, in like a merch shop of like people that would yeah but i guess that was just like it, a big thing it would have been the sort of thing that, that, that sort of i think it maybe leans more like godfather or whatever because it's like there's this obsession that a certain sort of person has with like i don't know whether they use the word classy but they what they yeah, see yeah, is yeah. classy what they see yeah. is like you know sort of like just, just, just like it's, it's sort of authenticity, that, but in a way that's like culturally really valid, in right? The, in the way that, like, I guess people who were like that, but like thirty years older, would be like obsessed with like Frank Sinatra or whatever. Like, there's mm. a certain sort of like what they see as, um, you know, they just be like that. That's the real shit or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, like, but what is the because because it's like merch culture goes mm. back. Like, it's the idea of trying to make a. I'm trying to make a profit on this on this particular like symbols of culture which mm. have a like connection that's emotional or like you no know, social right yeah. but like obviously that's like Funko Pops or whatever mm, these yeah. or the 2010s I don't know what it is in the 2020s it's probably some metaverse shit or it's like Minecraft skins or like yeah. the original like Four I don't know yeah exactly yeah. right uh, you can you can buy them I think I don't know mm-hmm. um, but like NFTs but like if you go back to like 2000s or the 90s or the 80s it's like the thing I'm talking about but yeah. like what was it when you kept going like before like blockbusters became like the summer blockbuster like yeah. model or like before the 70s like yeah but I, guess, I think maybe would it be just having the same thing as Frank Sinatra like if there's a picture of him with a particular kind of, I think it may it maybe like was, tie clip. I, I think or something. Probably, well, I, I presume maybe there would have been like an aspect of that, but like I think a lot of the way that that, that stuff manifests now is effectively facilitated by the uh, like the way that you know sort of manufacturing and like the the economy has developed to allow those things to exist everywhere. At yeah. the same time, like it's it's effectively like an artifact of mascot. I guess you know, movie posters are like own just, just like owning stuff, or I think realistically, like trying to be in some way the people was the thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. if you were into the Beach Boys, mm. you might you would you might dress like you wouldn't be able to probably get exactly the same thing maybe as them because if you didn't live in the bit of California, yeah, there there was less in the way of completely homogenous supply chains you know things used to be more easy. i think america is so big that it is still a bit like that yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you know you couldn't get like if I, I was i remember reading something really interesting about like subcultures like it used to be that you you were like the way that fashion used to spread right hmm. it used to be that you'd have like big you know new york la or whatever you'd have the the, the sort of the, the cutting edge of stuff you know not like runway but like the kind yeah. of thing that people that you know the cool trendsetters wearing in the streets and it would take months years for that to percolate down into like you know small town middle of through, America, di- through like a different yeah. cultural lens yeah, yeah. right it's and, like if you're if you're like new york and yeah. like a big publishing city mm. yeah. it's like maybe that will be different to like a movie making city yeah, or to like yeah, a, yeah you know a city that makes planes or something sure. right? but also just like access to the places that sell those things you know mm. and 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 those things themselves because they're not they're not like 
generic things that you can just you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't really have been able to it wasn't like, like a wire fast, there wasn't stuff. fast fashion no right? yeah there wasn't fast fashion but also there wasn't like this sense that everything was available everywhere you know there was mm. no, this is obvious right but like mm. you know you'd get these things where it would like go it would take time for things to because you know someone would from that town would go to somewhere where they would either go to the go to new york or they'd go to mm. somewhere where it had trickled down to and they'd see that stuff and they'd be like what's like that that i can get where i am or bring some stuff back and then they get their local store to stock it or whatever. nobody would have like there wouldn't obviously they would have like mail order catalogs mm. but that was only yeah. if you were a big business yeah. or or like we don't feel like the most things you know that the, yeah, yeah. The really like uh you know successful things would have like that but if it was just like a small mm. store and also like you've got to make the catalog and also how do you know to order something from a mail order catalog if you don't have the catalog and don't know it exists because you're in a different city on the other side of the country right yeah no exactly like, and that, because, because because like the distance was a meaningful concept then yeah like, distance wasn't just an inconvenience if you were traveling like you you could legit you could more legit was now you know someone is you've got that's i think that's influencers right like you used to have like social social distance used to correlate Mm. with physical distance right but now it's just a yeah and you 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 would have mass media and stuff but like other than like i think that you know that there'll be some degree of like that suit looks cool i want a suit that's a bit like that and stuff spreads or whatever but like it wouldn't you you, you don't have it piped into your into your phone also i think the that there way. might have been more fomo back then mm. or maybe like because you know they always mm. talked about like oh, the 20 2010s mm. the 2020s yeah. it's all about fomo you're seeing all these things and you just you can't do them all but like mm. it's all just you know too much information mm. but i do feel like a lot of people used to buy things like imagine going to a store and seeing something really cool and just thinking oh, i probably i might never ever see this yeah, yeah yeah like i'd have to like if I was on like vacation, right somewhere, like, and I saw something in a store, I'm yeah. like, I can, I might, this might be my one chance in my entire life to yeah, get exactly. this thing. So you might and just look, buy I, it. I remember one time. I remember when I went to Canada once, and, I, and I, there was a, I went into a shop, and there was a nice sort of um, like waterproof coat that was a certain sort of style. Yeah. And I tried it on, it fit me, and I thought it really suited me, and I was just like. I don't know. It's quite. It's a bit pricey, and like, I still regret not getting that because you can't get it over here. It's, yeah. it's not a brand that is is available here. And I, I I tried seeing whether they had any international shipping options, and I could not find any. Like yeah. it was it was like it was one of those things. Where so the like, best you can yeah. hope for is to find like a second hand yeah, one no, on like exactly. Canadian um, eBay, and then again yeah. and pay like some ridiculous like forty quid shipping. Yeah. you know. And so which because basically there are, there are still plenty of things for which that is the case. You know, there's still mm. like the only th- like you think about those like Tim Rogers jackets or whatever. The only reason you can get those over here is because. They it's a William Gibson like a thing. They became, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. And they are, in fact, a weird example of this because they are something that was literally made up for a book that then got made into a product yeah. that then got, you know, was made available in Japan only, but then ended up getting spread all over the world. It's, it's like that's that that is like a, a very condensed example of this. That, I suppose that is a little bit mm. like yeah, that is kind yeah. of like the fan because I'm thinking about that how like you would. I don't know if it's like a nerd culture thing, mm. but people wearing very long jackets, like Matrix style things, which it it, it, it went through it, shooter, it, the yeah, school like, shooter yeah, yeah, aesthetic yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I don't know if that came out, but if that was like a thing before the Matrix, it might have no, been. Right? No, no, no. But like, what you would have had is you would have had people like maybe not the leather coats, but like. Um, like maybe like old like military sort of surplus jack like thing. fucking Captain Jack style yeah, like the trench you know, coat the, the guy the character not the uh, pirate guy but like yeah the, the people who wore like trench coat mm, badass and that's like mm, that's mm. kind of a, a not exactly the same as the I you know the classy kind yeah. of thing but it's it's that sort of vibe where it's like well, I feel like that just doesn't exist yeah, anymore but it yeah. did as it, probably around the time we started this podcast I think it still did yeah that's something that's just gone in the last five yeah. years you know differing conceptions of cool sorry one thing I really there wanted are many to mention conceptions. there's many any more than there used to be that's the whole point yes. right and but, but also it i think i think it's 
the ease with which stuff is available to find online does actually <clears throat> mean that certain things don't certain mis- certain simple mistakes get made less or certain like yeah. misconceptions get beaten out of you like you can see a lot more other people and it's easy to see what they look like when you don't have the you know if you've got a gang of your mates who will wear fucking matrix jackets and you're yeah. just like badass yeah um then it's it, you because of the social bonds you have with these people it's more difficult yeah, to see yeah it's like a, lo- a local yeah, yeah, culture yeah. Yeah. yeah and you and you, you you can't see beyond oh this is my gang and we're cool um, I noticed there's a spider on that light, so that spotlight, is. and I'm seeing the like shadow crispy. of it, like on you. <laughs> nice, it's really interesting. <laughs> I don't know what it's doing out there, making a web. Hopefully, yeah. Anyway, um, you're like a bat symbol kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but like, like, like you know, if, if you if you if you're like someone who's like looking into this, you know, they're looking online and looking for like style inspiration or whatever, and they see someone who's like, I have no no uh, uh, sort of like. What would you describe? No, no, like sort of um, investment in this person. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the, so all like, I'm yeah, seeing yeah. is just the projection exactly, of them. Yeah, you and, know. It, it, and they don't look like Neo from the Matrix. They kind of look like a tit. Yeah, and then, and then you're just like, oh, okay, you might actually maybe I won't wear that. That sort of thing, maybe a little bit. So one thing I want to mention isn't that like the yeah. Simon Pegg character in that film? Is it the World's End? Is well, he a bit yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. Um, I can't, is it, is it ages since I've seen that? Movie. I know. So I saw that yeah. when it came out. But yes, I but think he seems to be that kind of like person that hasn't grown out of being a teenager. Yeah, exactly. He's still he was like the cool kid when he was seventeen and never stopped. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy the same one. version of all it. of his all of his friends what's really funny is like the Nick uh, uh, Nick Frost who really looking like Tom Watson in that in that uh, in that one um, hmm. as the he's basically like the what like like really you know, does, respectable there's the <laughs> and then there's the other two and like for some there's like three of you know there's Simon Pegg and the other three and like so is it Paddy Constantine's one of them maybe um, and hmm. then Eddie Marsden's the other one but Eddie Marsden looks like 10 years older than the rest of them <laughs> it's just really weird because like, like, the I whole seem, time I was I like think is he meant to be just, their yeah, mate because the... like why Why does he look like so much older than the rest of them it's the really weird the thing is though sometimes people do just mm. age a lot quicker yeah, right? yeah no, that's, and that's you know that's, that's, that is what happens like it, but it, it, was, it was just very strange to tra- strange to like look at that and, well I've got in fact I've got a, a, I've got I'm going to my uh, so you've got my, a friend that looks really old yeah yeah literally like i was i i went to i went to a wedding in a, is that looks in, yeah. really old because they just prefer things that like aesthetically make them look old or is it just they've aged yeah. really badly so uh some old friends of mine from school um <laughs> I, I, I i went going to a, a, a wedding in a week's time or so hmm. and i was talking we, we had the stag and hen do um a month ago or so and i you know saw these guys like for the first time that like, year or two um and Two brothers, one of whom is like a year older than me, one of whom is a year younger than right, me. Right. The one who's a year older than me. I going to say, it'd be weird uh, if they were twins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of them looks really yeah, yeah. old. <laughs> and one can only tell lies. Yeah. Uh, one of them, uh, he's, he's, the older one, like still looks baby faced and sort of like quite young. Um, he could be anywhere from like, you know, sort of early 20s to where I'm the, the younger one looks 30s. old. Uh, yeah, and the younger one looks like. He's he's just he just sort of he's you know he's he's got a few he looks like he's got a few miles on him. Mm. Um, lovely guy though. Um, will not mention the name, but if they ever listen to this, then they will know who they are. And I'm very sorry um, <laughs> to have used you as an example this way. The thing that I wanted to mention, by the way, you were talking about those posters, and I made a note of this, and I now have yeah, to come yeah, back yeah. to it because it's in the notes. Yeah. it'll be out of order, but it is in the notes. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that we did when we were off, we went to the London Transport Museum, mm-hmm. and one of the things they have in their merch shop, amongst the uh, astonishing number of things which are. 
look cool, but I would not want to buy. Like mm. uh, sofas and Isn't cushions. Isn't that a lot of shit for like, mega fans? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like it's a high, high, low volume kind of merchandise? Yeah, I mean, there, there were some. There was like <laughs> they sell a, like one a, a year. scarf that's like hundred and twenty quid. That's yeah. like you know, sort of the pattern of one of the seats on the district line or whatever. But presumably, there's mm. some like you know, yeah. uh, transport tycoon mm. somewhere in the world that just has come to visit transport and it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's some guy in like who's yeah. really rich that's like the, the owner of some you know, business and. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's well, like oh, I want this. I mean, I'm really, yeah. I was really inspired by the tube, yeah. and I'm gonna. You know. the, the the thing that that's um that, that, that I saw because we 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 came round like and when you get in you you the way that we uh, arrived because it's like basically there's the corner of Covent Garden is uh, the, the, the transport museum right yeah, yeah yeah and and, and we came, because we came via the tube to we took a weird skiers route and we were walking we sort of around the side and you could see the the gift shop through the window I was like is that a sofa with like Elizabeth line seat pattern fabric on the thing yeah, I was like yeah, that's yeah. so sick I want yeah. one of those and then I went up and touched it and it was like it's actually, no, it's actually the, that it's fabric tube which is like not that's it's, it's, it's designed it's to be hard wearing rather than not being, to be comfortable yeah. I was yeah, like yeah. who did this fam it's it's a very it's the sort yeah. of thing you'd buy if you were setting up a bar and you wanted some like sightseeing yeah. or something mm. that was quirky right yeah and you don't notice the drink spills and it'll just last forever it's like everyone's been to yeah. one of those bars where they've got car seats yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. that same sort of I, thing I would not have wanted to but yeah um, but the other thing they had was like you know sort of tube display posters going back years and years and years oh yeah yeah, yeah. And you could, you, they had those big sort of racks and you could go th- go through them it's cool um, and it, uh, there were some really there were some really good ones um, my favourites were that they have alternating uh, summer and winter um, it's which is like it's warm underground or oh, it's right. cold yeah. under, it's cool underground it's like it's got to be one or the other yeah. surely <laughs> I think it's more likely to be warm these yeah. days I have noticed that it's yeah. generally too warm was that, that is that thing of like the um, it heats up yeah but basically the, 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 the heat gets passed into the soil which can't dissipate it so so yeah. it's just like slowly the, the, it's the whole clogged thing and is, it can't yeah. drain the heat yeah. out. So the amount the, the heat is dissipating, but yeah. it's just slower so than it's slowly, coming yeah. in. Yeah, London Transport Museum strong recommend. It's cool. It's a, it's a nice I've got a card that's somewhat related to this. Actually, nice, we've go. got. Hang on, here we go. The British transport British transport films collection. I would, this is something. This is a card mm. from about three or four weeks ago. Mm. So I've forgotten the exact videos that I I might have to just send them to you after the mm. show and we can put them in. But there was a, a very a very pre tinker but tinker esque one, which was a kind of you know you know you get those films that are just to publicise. They would be like the you know before the main feature or yeah. whatever, like in the sixties sure. or Pathé. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Things. Not quite newsreel, but those kind of like this is paid for by the British transport, yeah. you know, whatever. And the, you, and the idea is that this is just to get you to go on the train, yeah. right? Yeah, one yeah. Of those sort of things like take those the train take the train too and it was I, to sussex yeah. right oh, nice. so it all had yeah. you know the brighton bell and all that yeah you know, all this kind of shit where it was all about like uh mm. you know here's some places you can visit and it was very sort of this you know, <coughs> british yeah. home county kind of vibe <coughs> but it did have this very tinkerish bit at the beginning where it was just sort of i don't know it was very charming sort of thing that we like yeah. you know no, no, that's good stuff. and then there was another one that i got recommended that was called like um it was just like about rail electrification mm. and i imagine it was a it was a mid early to mid 60s film that was made specifically as a kind of like we're making this film just to show you what your money is being spent on <laughs> especially as the whole thing had become like a bit of a boondoggle i yeah. think i think it was like massively over budget and it you know which is you know one of the probably one of the first infrastructure project projects <laughs> of many that, that that went like that but it was basically just like showing all of the work that goes into electrifying the the railways and how a lot of it was about like rebuilding the entire signaling infrastructure mm. which was a, a huge deal and how they were replacing it all with computers or well, all with like mechanized like uh, stuff that was you know like electromechanical yeah, relays yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than guys pulling mm. levers right 
And there was a lot of shit which was just like going into, yeah, we do all of this in-house. There's literally, we employ a bunch of girls that do all the wiring of all the like, the looms of wiring that need to be wired together mm. because it, none of it's like, and it's like, oh, this is how we make the circuit boards, which are brand new, by the way. This is a new technology <laughs> that the things go into a circuit board and then we slot and like all of the giant, um, so they show you, it's like, I think it's, <clears throat> oh, actually, I might be getting this confused with a, with a 70s. There's two of these, sure. right? There's yeah. a 70s one about signaling and there's a 60s one about electrification. And the, the signaling one has just got a lot of shit where it's like, here's how we build the giant control p- panels mm. that are a bit like those nuclear power yes. system, con- but like giant like hall sized things that just show you all of the routes and where mm-hmm. they're going. And each one of the little routes has like a little CRT display on it, nice. but like a tiny little TV that's black and white that all it does is show a number. Nice. And then it goes into some giant like yeah. mainframe computer and that's how all the things are run. And the electrification one is quite interesting because it's essentially just got like, here's all of the, the stages of, of building electric rail line. They have to replace the rails from the like wooden sleepers to the modern concrete sleepers. Yeah. And then they put the rails on and then they drive just like loads of gravel uh, railways, uh, mm, um, yeah. you know, like uh, you know, what's it called? The 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 rail surfacing mm. uh, locomotives with like pulling all these gravel just yeah. over them to like push them down because yeah. they're really heavy. And then they basically uh, remove the rails and put real rails on because now they've been like properly mushed down into the gravel. And then they uh, the guys come with the thermite and weld all the yeah. things together. And then they have like to put up the like. Um, you know, because it's like overhead, you know, because it's in the north, right? It's not third rail, it's like overhead electrification. Yeah. They have to, sh- they show you how they drive the things on either side, how they put the thing over. And it's basically just a lad with no safety gear climbing <laughs> up onto the top of this thing. And then, you know, just like, just like running around. Like good this. old days. Yeah, it's really the, good shit. The, I feel like that's the, but the thing of, yeah, that I found so, really, yeah. really interesting was that the, the, the special like uh, trains that they use to build all this shit, it's just like a giant train where it's kind of like a production line where the, the mm. first part like lays this bit and then it lays this bit and then there's guys on top of this bit that like put the rail on like at really slow speed they like tie the like the uh the um the supply line that mm. then the pantograph touches yeah they just they're just tying that and then it comes along and they're tying it and it's just they and then like at the back of the train they have like a workshop with like lathes in there that make like things that are needed as they go along with people inside the train <laughs> working in a little mini factory <laughs> on the train and like all the little fittings and little things that get tied on are all just made on the train by people that are in house this like, sounds like something is, that you'd it's make it's like in some minecraft. wallace and gromit or, shit yeah, where, yeah. where it like lays itself yeah. and then the next part of the machine yeah exactly it's like some minecraft yeah. shit where a bunch of redstone like automatic train and yeah. then it, like at the end of it it's just like a railway it's yeah. very cool that sounds amazing yeah i it's need to watch that i'm pretty sure that infrastructure is still standing yeah now. it's still like mostly the same so I, just any sort of like process stuff like that anything where yeah. it's like here's if you know you, you you hear a word and then what goes into that here is the enormously complicated procedure yeah. and series of things that hundreds of people if not thousands need to do here are the yeah. steps they need to take in order to achieve this outcome mm. and have this thing that's amazing it's very cool yeah and it, it also yeah you just you just, like i guess it just sort of like harkens back to i it's, it's sort of a trendy thing to say but like you really do feel like in a lot of a lot of uh fields like execution isn't what it used to be and like sort of but yeah, then again, yeah. i think part of that might be like you, you you have a lot of these these lads who have this sort of like why do projects take so much longer and so much more expensive than they used to be and I was yeah, just, yeah. maybe because it's like you've you can't have people without any safety yeah, gear doing these things for it. you know not very much money kind of stuff you know mm. and, and and people have a bit more of a reasonable objection to some of the uh some, some mm. of the, the, the slightly dodgier practices but it does sound like you know i don't know it's, it's one of those things where 
if it all turns out all right, then it it, it is kind of, you can well, look I mean, back did, at it fondly. It did in the end, didn't yeah. It? But yeah. there was a lot of stuff that was just about like, oh yes, here's like Euston Station. We had to knock it all down yeah. to build the new one. Yeah. But we still had to sort of keep it open because there was people going through there, and it was just a kind of like, here's a bridge we're knocking down. Here's another bridge. Look at this wonderful Victorian bridge. Yeah. Anyway, it's served its purpose. <laughs> it you know, it's all just Which a lot is, of shit like that. It's always it's always interesting to think about those things, which are like at the t- now they're just like, oh, this is heritage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And but at the time it was all like, well. You know, well, yeah. The this, thing is, is just they the are thing saying, that was like, look from, at the wonderful yeah. heritage of this. Mm. Like, we really need to like show appreciation mm. for it because we're knocking it down. Yeah. <laughs> the whole point remember was, it was built for a purpose, yeah. and now you it's know. not. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's, it's, remember mm. the people at the time who built this for a purpose. Mm. Like, think back and like show them the respect mm. by demolishing it when it served yeah. its purpose. You know, yeah. I Which know. I, I don't know. Obviously, there's pros and cons there, but like, yeah. it's that's that is certainly an attitude. Although mm. the trouble is, I, I, I don't know. There was part, there was a load of this in the in the, uh, the, the the transport museum where it was like, mm. you know, this station was built and then it was immediately overcrowded and then they had to build an extension. So they just like turfed out a bunch of the uh, people who lived in the slums nearby, didn't give them any replacement yeah. housing, and uh, demolished a lot. A lot. Yeah. Like, and it's just lots of that basically, mm. um, you know, which you probably expect, but yeah. The Robert Moses yeah. of trains. Speaking of old sort of like... <laughs> speaking of... <laughs> if Beeching had built anything, that's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good... Uh, 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 that's probably the episode title, isn't it? Okay. Um, but, um, sorry, I was just thinking about transport stuff. Mm. So one, one of the things that... Of course, now I get recommended all the train shit on YouTube. So you what know. you want. Lots of shit about mm. like just f- stuff that's filmed on camcorders in the 80s of people at train stations, but specifically kind of shit where it's like people that work on... Mm. on on, on the railway in mm. the 80s and have now you know sitting at home digitising yeah. their collection now they're retired and a lot of it's like here's a train that derailed at Haywards Heath and this is how we got it back on the on the rails so we could like you know scrap yeah. it yeah. or whatever <laughs> good shit yeah which is again that's it's one of those you don't really like, see that that was that yeah how do they do it it turns out the way they do it because it's mm. on its side yeah. uh, was inflatable balloon to mm. like push it over yeah and then it went on a crane or something yeah so- Fair. There you go. Um, one of the so so I've been going. I've, I went to a, I've been to a couple of conferences lately. I went to one today, and I went to mm. one on Saturday. Um, and the one on Saturday, one of the talks was. I actually want to talk a little bit more about conferences because I've got some like I've got. It was. It, I, I I I've not been to a conference in a, a a minute, and it reminded me of some stuff. But hmm. the one that I went to on Saturday was a really interesting talk by a guy who <laughs> described his his gimmick was he started he was just like um, I want to talk about um, Detroit on Thames Oxford and then everyone was like wait what and he's like well when the the you know when you think of Oxford you think of you know Dreaming Spires universities yeah. Inspector Morse whatever hmm. um, you don't really think of like you know sort of Detroit shit you know Urban Decay Robocop but Mm-mm. if you're from the bit of Oxford that he's from which uh, used to be sort of uh, you know a bit that was sort of swallowed by Greater Oxford but is you know used to be a, a sort of village or series of villages known as Cowley mm. um, you would have thought of it as the heart of the British motoring industry because that's where Morris mm. Motors was based right 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 so right. they had a massive factory where at one point like something like you know half of the population of Oxford were working in I think it was either that factory or just in manufacturing in general but like it was a it was actually like a really mm. solid part of the industrial base as he as he said in a, in a really funny aside he was like people don't like to talk about it but Oxford Oxford is in the Midlands mm. it's closer to Coventry than it is to London yeah, that's <laughs> um, it, that's but, it. He, but he painted this really it is weird yeah. when you think about mm. where the various cities are in the UK how mm. if you think about it in your mind it's mm. more of a social map and yes. the actual yeah, real yeah, map yeah. Is actually looks distorted it's, when you yeah, see yeah. It. It's, it's literally it's like one of those like sort of like you know if you look at where like the population is and it sort of morphs yeah, the thing exactly, if you look exactly. at the, the social capital where it morphs the thing yeah, it's just yeah. like well there's you know these, these places but 
yeah so he he's from like the bit of you know the sort of manufacturing bit of oxford and his granddad and his dad worked in the factory and it was just really interesting hearing about the you know the sort of this place that you think of in this way mm. and the, it was also like a sort of like brief little pen sketch history of of, of you know morris motors and you know getting bought by the government yeah. and becoming british laden and all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really really like and there was there were loads of like old archive pictures of like you know here's what it used to be like here's all the, the you know the sort of the, the shit that you used to have and here's why all this stuff is like this and now mm. it's basically just like they've got well like it used to be you know tens of thousands of people now they've got like a few like a few hundred or whatever mm, mm. agency temps you know doing a doing a little bit of yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, for, but at the time they like they made some deal with some company in philadelphia and they were the first factory in europe that did like um you know sort of steel press chassis or whatever right, for, right, for right. cars it was it was genuinely like a, a really fascinating sort of like look at a well, I guess a Something way. It, yeah. it, it somewhat fits into a narrative, but not in the normal way, and so it just, yeah. just tends to get like if you ever watch mm. anything that's like not just local to that area about yeah. the history of that industry, yeah. it probably wouldn't even mention anything like that yeah. because it just doesn't. You know, if you're going to see archival footage of stuff, it's going to be like yeah. you know, and, and you're going to see like yeah. Sunderland or something, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because but it was fascinating because there was all this shit where it was like. You know, the 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 the, the factories were you know the, the factories were uh, booming at a time when the economy was generally bad, mm. and so a load of Welsh people moved uh, in the sort of the twenties and thirties after pit closures. Mm. So you had a little you know you had this this estate that was called Little Wonder, and they brought with them a number of things, not least of which was um, tra- a trade union tradition and industrial militancy. Yeah, and then yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the place That's change not... the social. You know, yeah, yeah. You have a new newspaper at least it found yeah. you know, in the local area or something. <laughs> and, and the thing that, that, that he had this thing where he was just like in the in the sort of the the seventies and eighties there there was one there was one year where they had six hundred strikes in the year or something like that, and so he said his dad would like <laughs> his dad would go in. Uh, it, discover it was a strike. Come back home. Get rung, rung up and say no. Strikes off. Yeah. Go in. Strike it beyond again, again and go back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's it sounded. It was it was really like it's it's like really... you're working an hour and a, before and after lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was it was a, it, a a really like compelling sort of like portrait of and again it was it was you know sort of like about transport. Not just I guess it was a combination of transport history like you know ideas around manufacturing mm. industrial history but also just like. You know, like you say, it's it's telling you about the different a different side of something. Well, because you know? yeah, there's always these little hints mm-hmm. of like things that are kind of like don't. Mm-hmm. It's not they don't follow the narrative, but they show that the narrative is a lot more kind of fractal yeah. and kind of like spindly and confusing than you actually thought. Rather than this being this big lump that rolls forward and creates history, right? Like, cause yeah. you, I mean, you know, those. Uh, I think is it Pathé or is it no? It's Rank Organization, mm-hmm. isn't it? The, it's the look at used to work for. the look at life things, mm-hmm. right? The newsreels that they yeah. do. They're not, they're not newsreels, are they? They're like sort of. They're almost like they're almost like the bits. I know. What are they like? Yeah, they're like you know the you know in Teletubbies where they're like the middle of the episode they'd have a bit. Yeah, just like an interstitial clip. Like a Mister Rogers thing, or like come outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kind of like here are some things that are happening in the country in general, which I don't know if they really exist anymore. I mean, maybe they do, but like, what would be the point of making them? Or who would watch them? But back then, the idea that just you might be curious about this thing, and now you can see it in color at your local cinema, right? That kind of thing, like, there's all sorts of, like, they'll just mention something about, like, oh, here's, uh, in this factory, these ladies are making, like, toilet seats or mm. some shit. And it'll be, like, the factory will be in, like, Bournemouth mm. or something. And you'll be, like, that isn't where I think of, that's not yeah. the manufacturing centre. Yeah. There's all sorts of, like, little light industrial yeah, things. There's, there's so much. And these, th- that 
like, I don't. This, yeah, that's just yeah, made up. I don't no, know no, if there no, was no, a but, like, that, that, that industry, spe- but for all yeah. I know, right? <laughs> that specific thing, that sort of like weird penumbra of stuff, where it's like everything is a lot more. Everything has uh, that, that sort of blog post that we link that we think we linked to in the last episode about everything reality having detail to it. But like yeah, yeah. The, everywhere, have the human tendency to sort of like create not just stereotypes, but like. For energy efficiency reasons, you mm. can't encompass the whole complexity of anything. So you no. generally say something and assign it a sort of like, uh, you know, a stereotype valence and an emotional tone in your head. And you're just like, oh, that's one of those things. The edges get rounded yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. But like I, I you know, I, I, I sort of like think about when I used to work in Lewis, mm. which is a sort of very, you know, not quite chocolate box, but like it's a sort of nice town, you mm. know, not, lots of nice stuff. But I, you know, one time I was like wondering down the road and I just basically like entered this sort of, yeah, like light industry penumbra zone where yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. there's loads of, you know, sort of like chain link fences and sort of, you know, warehouse units kind of, you know, yeah. stuff, you know, like it's all very, and there's loads like that, that sort of thing. I really like those sort of places, by there's the way. A there's a few of them yeah. still around and it's yeah. normally like that sort of small run kind of like yeah. some local business wants to outfit their shops with a specific kind of shelf and yes. so then someone has to make those and it's like, there's no point in them like wait you know, they don't need like 10,000 yeah. of them so it's like, yeah, yeah. there's someone that's got like a you know a thing with a thing that bends yeah. metal and then they, yeah, yeah. they bend the metal and send it right there's there's a, a really good um uh comic by a guy called tim bird called from the river to the sea it's about him walking from london to um somewhere in kent hmm. um wherever it is the thames that's out i guess yeah um but he it's 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 there's this sort of bit where he leaves the city and then it's just like him walking through these you know this sort of really weird between spaces hmm. like something else that I'm sorry this is I'm just like thinking liminal of, spaces thinking, yeah I mean yeah. literally yeah like yeah. I hate to hate to be all like fucking you know psychogeographic mm. on you but there's I'm just trying to think of other things that have a good feel for that the Channel 4 series Utopia mm. which is a flawed show but a very compelling one in many I don't ways. know anything about it I know literally nothing really about worth it. watching very visually striking I, I wouldn't say I've never else. heard of it because I have heard of it but I don't yeah. think about it yeah um, music's really interesting too mm. it, like the plot is fine it's whatever but like it just does a lot of very interesting visually striking stuff and one thing that is because basically most of it is done with these characters being on the run so right. there's a lot of them moving through these sorts of spaces I feel maybe mm-hmm. I'm misremembering but I remember a lot of like basically they're going like an urban exploration kind of vibe sure to it. yeah well like almost like a sort of like extra urban exploration so like moving okay. around the spaces that are a bit like that but not so like motorway services and like right, you know right. the sort of the, the the areas where that's another is, thing i get know. recommended on youtube is a guy that does like secrets of the motorway and he just basically goes to like random like motorway junctions right nice. and then he just says why is there like a missing bit of the motorway they were originally going to expand the motorway here and you can even see where they started building it but now it's all grown over like there was meant to be a, a motorway services here but it's empty they just laid the concrete yes. foundations yeah, yeah. No, you know that it, kind it, of it, shit that sort of, it's yeah. basically places where you can very clearly see that the hand that you know the sort of the arm of of of, of development reached this far and yeah. then just pull back a bit you know or i always like, found that really fascinating stuff, you know? when, when yeah. roads end mm. but they don't end in like you know a cul-de-sac with some yeah. suburban houses or like they don't end in some kind of like thing yeah like a factory or whatever mm. right they just end, or like a quarry they just end like because they just for, yeah, they just wasn't any sure, yeah, yeah they did a housing development and maybe the money like mm. ran out so they didn't build half of it or something <laughs> some fucking blue family shit well yeah southern yeah. valley or whatever well, like yeah, it's, 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 yeah. well because like there was i think there's maybe one to this day like in lansing mm. i think because that very very sort sure, of suburban yeah, area yeah. Like, developed in like the 60s and 70s mm. and most of it i think 
and like and it just like if you go along that you know the road that you know because i remember the, this is one of the local uh local geography things in our like geography at secondary school which they always talked about the what is it the uh Worthing, Brighton, Littlehampton, Little Meg- Megalopolis, oh, or wherever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was just something that was in like the local mm. curriculum thing. Yeah. It was presumably like our geography head or something was into that. Yeah, calling it that. Um, but like that's one of the things I noticed. Like at the end of that conobay, you know, when you get to like you go you go past the uh, Ada or whatever, and you kind of get to the like Lansing kind of area, and it's just like there are just a lot of roads that just sort of go off, like, and then they just sort of stop. Yeah, and it just becomes like one of those like concrete block roads sure. that are, you know where they just have the the concrete but then with like tar in between mm. so it's not the water from getting through yeah and then it just goes into like a field yeah and i think the road basically there isn't even a pavement at the end or like a thing and i always like occasionally you drive past things like that and just be like this could have gone somewhere like this yeah. could have been a place but now it's like sort of non non-place you know yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, I love to be so I love to be liminal. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, 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 I just it was a bit of a digression. I just yeah, yeah. I just realised to talk about that. To, yeah. to 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 mention the sorry, I, 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 this isn't on a card. I just wanted to mention it while I remember to. Um, the, the, the sort of the so like like I said, one of the things that I've done, I've, I've you know the last the last um, in the in the off time mm. um, going to conferences. So I went to a conference today. It's called Deconstruct. Um, mm. It was basically been going for a so, while, hasn't it? Yeah. So, so basically, these are two. Yeah, no, 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 no. It has. It's it like so, ten years. Fifteen. It 15, was. Well, it was. It's say. actually seventeen because it was. They were. This. This, this one is, was. This meant, is what yeah. it's like over the yeah. last few years. Time is, is now such. Yeah. That when there's something I think that's been going on for about ten yeah. years, it's actually been going on for seventeen years. So, so yeah. So this one was meant to be in 2020. It was meant to be a sort of final hurrah, fifteenth anniversary one because I think right. they, they went for a while and they stopped and then they came back. Well, they meant to come back for one last one. But yeah. both of these are so interesting. So the, first, the one I went to last week is called Interesting and it's organised by a man called Russell Davies. Not that one. Um, has to refer to himself as Russell M Davies now. I think just mm. so he's just like not the Doctor Who guy. Um, but he so he's someone who for I think when I was a teenager had a column in the UK edition of Wired magazine Mm. so I followed his blog off the back of that and I've just been vaguely sort of following him for years Um, and I remember when he used to do these things but I was just like I just you know I did I guess I for whatever reason I didn't go but they've been going since like the you know the the mid 2000s yeah Um, and then they went away for a bit and then they came back and similarly with Deconstruct it's been going since the sort of mid I think 2005 was the first one and it was sort of more explicitly like a web design conference and now it's basically a whatever Jeremy Keith likes conference (laughs) Um, organised again organised by Jeremy Keith Clear Left who's a guy whose blog I follow for many years and like but what's really interesting to me is like so I've never been to either of these things despite having been sort of like really you know when you follow someone you know the thing that snipers say about you know you sort of invent stories about the people that you watch around for long enough if you're you know you're just yeah, watching yeah, someone yeah. through a scope for a long time or whatever um, I don't think that's actually the thing snipers say I think that's the thing Tom Barry well, I was going to say did a sniper speak at this yeah. conference <laughs> <laughs> um but like you, you know, I've been following these guys for long enough that it's not exactly like a parasocial relationship, and I don't think they're my mates. Although I do um, see Jeremy Keith a non-zero amount um, at Irish folk nights in in uh, both because he's yeah, yeah. He, he plays the fucking bazooki or whatever. Mm. Um, Hell yeah! But uh, yeah, I the I have a sort of sense of these people and they're sort of like their penumbra in my head. And there's sort of a fair amount of crossover between the two. Like one of the guys I saw at in the audience interesting was a speaker at uh, a at deconstruct mm. but like the thing that i the things that i realized i guess were like you know who who the who the sort of people because some, some of it's about conferences in general and some of it's about these conferences specifically the one the thing that i realized about interesting the longer it went on was just like russell davies is uh an ad man and mm. a lot of the 
people here are also basically, as far as I can tell, people who work in what uh, Matt Muir, also in attendance of Web Curious, refers to as Adver Marketing PR. Mm. Um, we, you know, that sort of cluster of, uh, you know, made up bullshit jobs. Mm. No shade. Mm. Um, but, you know, basically people who are like, I have a humanities degree and this is what this is this is how I can earn enough to yeah, buy yeah, a house. Yeah, yeah. Um but like they they all sort of like it feels like this is like their sort of like thing that they would like they would like if i if in an ideal world they would like to be just sort of like talking about interesting stuff and being interesting you know being more interesting than their their sort of like situation allows them to be it yeah. feels like that to me anyway um it was a it was a weird feeling it was a, it was cool it was all right it was a very mixed bag of speakers but there were some that were absolutely cracking the guy who talks about detroit on thames um a woman who i inferring is uh the organizer's uh wife or partner who had a very touching and moving story about how her sister died of cancer in the 90s and sort of like the 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 sense of loss that came with that and mm. uh that was it was it was it was that was a real yeah yeah it was really it was that was really good stuff and a few you know a few other a few others that were bangers there was a very funny guy who you know sort of moved from london to Froome and got joined the local bowls club and just talked about bowls um hell yeah it was great fun um and then the the other one I went to today, which deconstructs a bit more of a it's like interesting is like a deliberately kind of like shambolic operation. So it's yeah, you know, lots yeah. of delays, lots of technical issues, but then that's part of the fun. Whereas deconstructs is a lot more. I think people to be honest, paid a lot of money for I'm, this. I like yeah, um, I like the the, the former because yeah. I I feel like it's less stressful seeming. <laughs> oh sure, the idea yeah. that everyone's really prepared and really yeah. like you know like yeah. like this. I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah, that's fun. You want yeah. people everything to be going wrong really. Yeah, but this 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 conference it was like it was a more corporate conference because they charged like ten ten times the amount to to attend that um the interesting did. But fortunately, yeah. that was a business expense. <laughs> um, but the 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 difference that I I sort of felt about it was like so something happens at corporate conferences and I or like you know hashtag corporate conferences like it's not really a corporate conference because like I say all the stuff is you know the sort of the, the curator has sort of not really has given up a lot of the pretense that this is about anything mm. as much as it is just about like shit that he wants you know people he likes and wants to put on the stage and generally yeah, they're yeah. pretty good speakers so yeah. I was fine with it but a few of them lapsed into a mode that I'd forgotten about because it's been a while since I've been to one but um, you will be familiar with if you've attended many of these, which is the person who's mistaken the brief for an instruction to do a career retrospective. Um, right. It was, it's, it's, I cannot describe to you how annoying it is to be, have someone be like, because the thing is, it's not like it's impossible to make that interesting, right? Like yeah, if yeah. you've had an interesting, because there was a really one, weird career. Yeah, there was right? one guy who had, had he'd done some fascinating stuff. Because what you want but, is the kind of Forrest yeah. Gump character where sure, it turns yeah, out they were at the centre of it to all, thing yeah. to thing. Yeah, yeah. and th so this guy was like, he was really interesting, and he had he had some really interesting stories, and he seemed very nice. But like because it was just a series of unconnected vignettes, or like not really connected vignettes, and there were several points where it was just like, and then I did this thing, and that was cool, and then and yeah, I, I was yeah, just yeah. like, even though he. He did like he designed some logo for NASA, and it was this you know sort of funny story. It was like, oh, I did these calligraphy videos, and then they got big on like Instagram, and then some you know someone did an interview with me, and they said, "What was your dream project?" And I said, "I'd like to you know design a logo for a spaceship, NASA. If you're listening, yeah, uh, hit yeah, me yeah. up. I'm serious." Yeah. And then someone from NASA emailed him, be like, "Are you really serious?" And yeah. he was like, "Yes, I am." Oh um, yeah. And there was a very funny bit about how he said, "Usually the way that you estimate the cost of your work is like you know." Uh, how many locations is it going to be and how many people are going to see it how widely is it going to be spread and he's, he sent an email to his usual guy yeah. who helped him estimate these things being like it's going to be on the side of That's a spaceship a does that count as global coverage yeah, and yeah. the guy was like are you taking the piss and how he was like 
all is no it? really yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was it was you know and, and but that that story that was actually great, that's what yeah. everybody needs is a guy they can mm. phone up and say how much should i charge yes for this thing? yes if everyone had that you know yeah if you could do that as a service yeah you know, I, I i i need to get one could of you somehow derive like mm. Uh, you know all of that sort of stuff from public information and get an AI to do it you know but then subtly control the AI to manipulate the market that's oh, our new that's new, new business yes um, let's do it so um, it turns out the AI is manipulating us because it turns out that the, the AI wants to create more have you know us pay it more yeah or whatever in paper clips or whatever it wants to do <laughs> All AIs love paperclip. Like, yeah. I, I, I think that's something that should be. All these AI like alignment problem people, just yeah. make them like like paperclips. Not like want to turn everything into paperclips. Just give them like a fondness for paperclips, such that they can sort of mm. be, you know, a, a anthropomorphized into clippies, uh, and b you know, they can have like paperclips can be like an epic thing where people are like, you know, give give her. I a needed a paperclip for some reason, and I, d- I realized I, I didn't own any paperclips, and so I bought some, and then. Um, uh, turns out they're really good. You can use them as a you can unbend them mm. and use them to, if you've got like a, something you need to get the little bits yeah. of grime out of. That's really that's good. Uh, but also yesterday I did drop all of them on the floor and had to pick oh, them no. up. No, so. yeah, that's that's that is. But I got to use a big yeah. magnet and it was. Quite oh quick. yo, damn! See that's so that's a real go. life hack. Yeah, have exactly. a big magnet. But and then and but of course to get a big magnet you have to be in the habit of when your hard drive breaks taking it apart because that's fun. <laughs> and then you know, I recommend that too. Yeah. Uh, and also, I don't have any hard drives left now. That was my last one that was broken. I only have SSDs now. That's... With the exception of one portable one that I used to put movies on that, you know, goes in the other room, connects to the computer in the other room. But yeah, I did... A, that was one of my uh, New Year's resolutions 2017. Never buy a yeah. spinning disk drive anymore. So... That's, yeah, that is... That is strange to think about but now it's been like yeah five years of no yeah. hard drives just how how much in again like in the span of the podcast where it was like i remember when we started yeah, yeah. and it was like you know ssds were mad expensive i was talking was like, to yeah. someone on masto actually yeah. i was just talking on masto the other day about like what has actually changed technologically right because it was talking about how like the new iphone mm. the really big one is really big yeah and phones have got really big right and like i was thinking like how much has technology really changed in the last 10 years right because in 20 i said like in 2012 i had a smartphone mm-hmm. which i do like pretty much the same things i take yeah. pictures i look at the, the the web i think i had like a twitter client yeah. on it right yeah, yeah. Uh, i had like a four core computer mm-hmm. with a like 27 inch screen mm-hmm. now i've got a eight core computer mm. with two 27 inch yeah. screens and a <laughs> smartphone with a better camera mm. on it i guess yeah and it's more it's a far more like advanced smartphone it can like run you know 3d games mm. that look like you know triple a games yeah. essentially right I, I don't do that yes. that's the whole you, point right yeah, yeah, i yeah. could if i mm. for some reason wanted yeah. to i could play probably an xbox 360 mm. quality of game right on the phone but like i don't and the only thing i could think of other than that the phones have much better cameras uh, was well, two things was like AI like 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 neural networks deep learning mm. shit and also SSDs are like a lot yep. cheaper now and you can just use them and don't use normal hard drives if you yep. want to right you can get you can terabyte SSD for like fifty to hundred dollars yeah. I think yeah. right so I've got like four terabytes of SSD in there which was a bit pricey in 2017 but i thought well that's just worth it to me like mm-hmm. i could because i was weighing like either get the best new mm-hmm. graphics card or get like a second hand graphics card that's presumably been used for crypto mining is going to fail after yeah. a year and then just instead use all that money to buy just loads of ssd space rather than having a hard drive i think it paid off because actually the the almost certainly uh you know dodgy crypto uh 
1080 or whatever it was gtx yeah no, it was a gtx 980 that actually lasted for like four years and it was yeah. fine but eventually it blew yeah. up no I, I had exactly the same thing i, I had this 10 the 1060 that yeah <laughs> really funny actually i always try yeah. to decide yeah. whether you get the 980 because yeah. it's got like it's got the 80 in it yeah. so it's like the best one, one of, of the that time, generation but it's the yeah, generation yeah. before or do i get yeah. the 1060 or 1070 <laughs> because it's the latest generation but one back when when i when i did this i so i i basically had that sort of similar calculus and i ended up just like opting for the 1060 and then i i think i upgraded to the I think what I'm on now is like the is I'm on the 70, and maybe one day I'll finally progress. Are you to on the 2070? I think is there a 3070? You now? might be on the 3070 because I think I skipped a few because I had the because I'm on the 2070, but I'm on the 2070 mm. Super. Yeah, Not, they didn't call it 2070 yeah. Pro or the 2070 X or whatever yeah. they call it, the 2070 Super. I I, I think because I bought it. Did like, you see that yeah. that thing that was going around with Francis Fukuyama has, <laughs> no. has upgraded his computer and posted about it? No. It was like he's now got a 3080 Ti or whatever, nice. an RTX 3080. He was like he's like i've upgraded from my 2060 to my to a 3080 it's like fuck francis fukuyama has got a better graphics card <laughs> it's just not yeah. on i think i think it was a 3080 because i think basically uh, uh like last year i was like i i'm sick of these games not running at full settings yeah on my 4k displays that i have now yeah and i just wanted something that would just do that so i was like this will do me for a while and yeah i got that but i i, I um I was because but Bassi, when we were moving into the office, Bassi um, found a computer case on like the side of the road uh, on the way in. I saw. I, I've yeah. seen like two computer cases mm. in like the last week, and I don't know yeah. what's happening. Why they're all showing up? Suddenly. It's, it's really funny because those things are actually quite expensive. It's like maybe, fifty quid for maybe, one of those. Yeah, yeah. These are like metal ones that are well yeah, yeah, built, yeah, right? Yeah. A lot of the time they've got the PSU in this well because people yeah. don't take it out. Um, I think it. I, I think it might be right because the reason I'm seeing them so many is that the graphics cards are finally like affordable again mm. over the last few months. Yeah. People are starting to upgrade their computers now and getting new. Sure, ones. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been like three years where you just couldn't. Yeah. You know so I mean? after the crypto market crash, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 Everyone's you know, just throwing yeah, out their, yeah. their cases because they need a new one or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But like, I, 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 and I, I got it. I got. A, a, so he, he had this case and he was like, yeah, I think I might like, you know, sort of put it together a bit. And there's, there's still a motherboard in there, but he was like, no, there's no, there's no CPU. Um, the fans and stuff, and he was like, I, you know, he, he was saying he wanted to make a big project out of, you know, sort of yeah, yeah. putting the stuff in. And I was like, oh, I've got, a, I've got an old graphics card kicking around because I, I had one before. Hmm. And then he was like, be careful, I don't want it to be better than the one that is in my actual computer at yeah. home. And I gave it to him. He was just like, this is better than the one in my actual computer at home. <laughs> Not by much, I don't think, but by a little bit. And I was like, sure, yeah. you just, just have it. I'm fine. I don't need it. Um, so I spent way too much and then never fucking used the one. It did. Well, it's weird because I built this computer now, like, I think it was 2018. And, like, I still think of it as my really new computer yeah, yeah. because I guess it is, it, well, I, I, like, overspect it yeah, at the yeah. time, right? So, it, But it's now just, like, because, like, Kat's, like, work laptop, which admittedly is, like, a three grand laptop yeah, or something, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's, like, company Paid right? for by it's company owned. name tech company. Yeah, co- company owned, right? <laughs> but that, that laptop, when she got it, I was, like, looking at it and it just seemed to be, like, a normal laptop, right? And I was, like hang on, this thing's got like 32 gig of RAM. It's got like a 16 core processor. It's like, yeah. it's, and the thing is, it's, I think on paper, it might be about as powerful as this computer, if not slightly mm. more. The only problem is it's a laptop. So yeah, it like yeah, just yeah. thermal throttles. When exactly. you try and, and it sounds like a fucking air, air like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a turbojet engine, you know, when you, when you're actually doing anything. <laughs> What's the, 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 my favorite description from, um, I mean, I think everybody kind of agrees that he's now a bit of a shithead, Steve mm. Campbell, more than a bit mm. of a shithead. Um, is that he, the reverend? Yeah, it is. He just described his, uh, his, 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 uh, fat, the computer fan is like a uh, Harrier Chubjet taking off over a waterfall made of symbols, which is a very like <laughs> that era of video game journalist description, but one yeah, that yeah. has very much stuck yeah. with me. The verbose, um, uh... Yeah, it's, 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 it, that is what a bit epic, isn't it? But like, yeah. it's, it's, I know, I like those, I like those descriptions. Um, 
Yeah, do we, should we do another card? Yeah, I, I, another I think card. I had some more stuff I wanted to give out about. Mm. Not give out about conferences actually, because it was like both of them were like good in their own way. They were nice yeah. and they were, they were sort of fun. They were well structured. Um, but yeah, you did, you did, you do definitely have a thing where it's like I would really love a conference where it was like the talks are all bangers by people who know what a talk is like I don't want people, people reading off seen, paper you know, yeah. I don't want people you, what you want like is someone that's got a good yeah. story yeah, you exactly. just want a storyteller literally to yeah. storytelling story. is fine because collections of unrelated anecdotes or just like you know presentation of you know the, just the, the thing is yeah. there. I think that in any industry mm. there's the people that are like mm. in that industry because they want to be at conferences and mm. there's the people that you know and, yeah. and the thing is being at conferences is one thing like being good at conferences is another right there's, yeah. and there's like <laughs> for example like Jason Scott right mm. he's like the guy that shows up at the conference and has a story right you he, know, in like, fact he, what's he fun, that's yeah. his whole thing he, right? he, he is like literally on the front page of Deconstruct yeah right, right. talking dip on time yeah, yeah. Like, like you know like that one, mm. the, what is it? The, one, the I think the the one that I last saw of his was that one about getting sued for two billion dollars. Yes, it's like he's got yeah. a lot of stories. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, that, no, like, exactly. Because he has that because, sort of life, and he's got he's the mm. kind of person that has all the receipts, and yeah. he's like, here's all the archives of all the like letters that I received <laughs> from this like crazy guy, and, yeah. and so I did some digging, and here's the guy, and then he said he was going to sue me. You know, like that's the kind of thing you want to mm. see. You want to see a little bit of like a uh, podcast, you know, like a uh, you know mid twenty tens investigative podcast style yeah. shit, but as a talk, <laughs> yes, that's an hour long, right? Exactly. That's my and, sort. And that's, and that's that's the thing. Like, it, they, you can make it really. Because then you've got a reason to have yeah. slides, right? Yeah. You can show. Here's a picture of the guy. Here's the letter he yeah. sent me. Yeah, you, this, you need this to do thing. interesting stuff with it. I don't know. I because I, I, I've, I mean, I've given a few talks. I think they were all right. Um, I could. I definitely want to do it at some point. I think I've talked about it in the past, and I definitely do have every intention of doing it at some point in the in the future. Mm. Mimetic Hazard Live, not a live podcast, yeah. but a sort of like storytelling thing where we do. You know, we, we, we do stuff. You, know, what, you collect you know, a few people yeah, we, into a yeah, space yeah, and then we you do, have them tell stories. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We, we, could, we find people who tell the sort of stories that we, we or, you know, do talk, stories of, of the vibe of we... What we need, we uh, here's, here's my, mm. my pitch for it. We need some open area, like, you know, like an open bit of land, yeah. right? A bonfire and a flip chart. Yes. And that's all you need. And microphones and shit, recording equipment and a camera, Right. You do it in front of a bonfire. We it's don't, like, the thing is, we don't even need to have the recording equipment because, like, no. I, in my head, this is like, oh right, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like a live podcast. That makes it even easier, yeah. which is because, because like live podcasts, notoriously bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, I, 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 I want to do a memetic hazard live experience, not a yeah. memetic hazard live, so to speak. With right, a few right, live right. episodes that we've done, have yeah. been fun but not listenable mm, um mm. although you know they weren't like proper live episodes they were us just like sitting in the garden dicking around with yeah, our yeah. friends at a barbecue well, then, 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 this so, is what i'm saying because yeah. i think it probably would evolve into a, bul- into yeah. a barbecue right because yeah, you'd have yeah. that situation of where you've got the um yeah. like the fire eventually mm. like comes down and people mm. start wrapping baked yeah, potatoes yeah. up in foil Absolutely. and putting them in you potato know diet. Yeah. I've been off the potato diet now because, of course, I went away. And yeah. you go away. Mm. I was worried that if it, I, I preemptively, like three days before I was going up north, I was like, I'm going to have to stop sure, eating potatoes because yeah. I'm worried that if I just suddenly quit mm. potatoes, suddenly going from potatoes sure, yeah, to like yeah. actual food and, you know, yeah. overnight, oh, fuck. Or, like fuck yeah. up my digestive yeah. we've system. Not, we've not had potato diet update yet, have we? We've not, no. we've not, we've not updated because there hasn't been an episode since we. So, yeah. I, I, has, was my entire potato diet. Uh, in yeah, the, in, in the, 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 the holiday, yeah, yeah, I think it was. Uh, so you you had yours and you finished. I had now. mine in four weeks. Now. I think, yep. yeah, about I might that. go back on it. I thought it was pretty easy overall. I think overall, I lost about like three and a half, four kilos. Mm. It did sort of taper down. It was yeah, a sort yeah, of thing yeah. where in the first couple of weeks, I think in the first week, I lost like 
a kilo and a half or something, yeah. two kilos, yeah. and then which is quite quick. I don't know if that was some like water effect. Or I, I was going to say I'm laughing because I lost like a, a kilo or a kilo, kilo and a half in the first day, but that was just because the night before I had that really big pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I so remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when we were doing the eat. Yeah, it wasn't D and D. What's it called? The Titan Fate. Fate is that what it's called? Yeah, I was like, damn, you're really going out on a hard Exactly. I was just like, you know, if I'm not going to be able to do it for a while, I need to get some carbs. I was actually jealous when you were eating that. You were on the potato diet then. I was like, I was watching you eat that pizza like for fuck's sake. And that's the thing, right? Like for me, so I did it for three weeks, I think, and then I had a week because last week we were on holiday. my CM made me promise that I, uh, I I would eat normally for the holiday because she wanted to have a nice, you know, holiday time fair, of like eating food, which fair. is fair enough. Um, I'm back on it now just because... So basically, for me, it was like really good, really easy. It was most effective. So, like, the food thing is real. Like, it's not that you don't want other things it's that you're not you don't crave other things yeah yeah the only cravings that i had were when i was off so there was a while in there where because i'm currently titrating my uh medication dose and my doctor who i needed to uh talk to about whatever i was going to do with my dose got covid so there were a right. few weeks where i basically ran out of meds right and that right, meant right. that for a while i was like when I'm off meds, I want crave sugar a lot more, but that, that's a sort of different but thing. But also, you, like, if you're going to yeah. switch your diet and mm. switch your medication yeah, at the same yeah, time, yeah. that's statistically no, it a was, mistake. It, yeah, right? it wasn't collect any good data. It wasn't ideal. And I've been I've been back on meds this this week because mm. I was able to get that appointment, and like it's been a lot easier this week. This week's also been a bit of a weird week just in terms of routines and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I've, I've been pretty good at sticking to it um, so far. This week, the only thing that I've uh, broke was I didn't have time to make. Uh, hash browns this morning so i did have a vegan how has the hash the brown thing been going oh yeah so it, yeah because yeah. we were talking this is one of the main things yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about and i i just came out of hash browns pretty much off the cuff yeah. like i guess that's the only thing i can think of yeah, like, yeah, but then we food. then we did have some and like mm. we made we made like one giant hash brown that yeah. was kind of cool but yes it, it did, only, you, did you do the serious I, I, it's the first hash brown i've ever made in yeah. my life because it's not the sort of thing you even think about bothering to make yeah. usually because it's like surprising amount of effort for something that's quite yes yes but yeah we just i can't we wouldn't use a recipe i just thought i roughly know my take on it was basically just diced potatoes mm-hmm. um, and then uh, microwave them mm-hmm. and then fry them yes that was what I found the easiest way yeah so so like basically I when I was just like put a load of yeah. seasonings in it you know while you're frying it when, when I started I, I think I was trying to, I think I maybe was a bit too I was leaning a little bit on like McCain's stuff you know yeah. and I had Mc, well, McCain's this is the yeah. thing we found some hash browns mm. that were like in Waitrose that were like sure. frozen ones and yeah. they didn't seem to have really anything in them i think they had some i think i don't know what oil it was i don't know what fat it was it might have been some kind of i, I think it was vegan that's the yeah. thing so it should have it's been probably fine. Like vegetable oil or something like yeah that. Which that's, is basically, that's, that's yeah. the mccain's the mccain's ones are all just like potato a bit of potato starch like round the edge yeah, a bit yeah, of yeah. salt and pepper and some like yeah some vegetable oil in there yeah. which aren't great but then I, I so i had those for a little while and then i started making my own and then i found this the serious eats recipe mm. but that's basically what you have you now uncovered yeah. the secret of, of hash browns yeah how really how to make a really good yeah get, get some get some potatoes some nice potatoes maris mm. piper are good king edward are my favorite for, for them though mm. um yeah i think yellowy potatoes are good for it um okay. you I, I i go for like 450 500 grams worth uh peel great um and then you sort of shape that into what i've started doing which is a sort of potato pancake yeah, yeah exactly uh, yeah, you sort of shape it sort of patty. Yeah, get them get them on put put up get, get, so i was thinking yeah. it's a little bit like making beef patties it is but, yeah you know. yeah no it's, it's, very, it's very much like that i get a you know get a sheet of uh, kitchen towel pop it on a plate shape it into a you know sort of whatever shape you want circle usually mm. pop another kitchen towel on top 
microwave minute and a half flip it over minute and a half then it's basically like sort of cooked through enough that it's sort of like quite gummy and it sort mm. of adheres like yeah, it, the it consistency yeah. of get, getting it to the point yeah. where it adheres to before yeah. it starts sort of burning yeah exactly going. and that, that's that's the, that's the trick that i found because the problem that i had i think i tried a few different methods and i was like oh i'll try soaking it in water i'll try boiling it and none of it yeah that shit yeah. didn't 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 do it but like the problem yeah. that I because we tried to make a giant hash brown, yes. like a big, like a sort of, or like a two person hash. Brown. Well, yeah, and this is the thing with it is it's, yeah, you, yeah. it's very difficult to make the the shape correct. Yeah, it just ends up coming a bit. But you kind of yeah. maybe you want that. Bit yeah, you can I, have a little little bit of Here's the here's yeah. the. Uh, also, because we have got like a new saucepan that's smaller mm-hmm. and therefore cooks things in a reasonable time, so we got <laughs> into that. There's the uh, the animatic. Yeah, that looks lovely, go. and it did turn out pretty good. Yeah. Well, I think we did overdo it because that's the other problem is you just sort of forget to to turn it you know yeah and, that, um, and that's the that's the, the the i've been i've been trying to i've been maybe my my once i settled into a routine it was like that for breakfast usually a jacket potato for lunch mm. um and then i've got into the habit of making these tiny little like small roast potatoes mm. so you know chop up again like 500 grams of potatoes chop them up like quite you know sort of like bite-sized small little yeah, well, this is the thing it's kind of like a potato wedges yeah. kind exactly. of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. i've noticed that it's the the, the edge it's edge yes, of potatoes edge. that actually have the uh the, in, the intrigue to them right yeah. is that the the, the the uh the division between the potato and the outside world is really like the <laughs> yeah, crust, yeah, you yeah. Know? that's what you yeah. want yeah exactly um and then you you parboil them in a in a in a pot with um a bit of uh bicarb and a bit of salt hmm. uh about i find about like five to seven minutes is good until they're just like tender but the skin's not quite coming off yeah I mean, yeah you, it, it, you can overshoot a bit and it's fine because then the skin just comes off and that's like a really nice little crispy bit hmm. and then you know in a in a once you know leap, drain it off like toss it a bit to you know rough up the edges like you say or yeah. the edge um into a bowl olive oil salt pepper ro- uh thyme is it rosemary i have or is it something else i think yeah i think it's a bit of rosemary but yeah a bit of culinary rosemary and a little bit of garlic powder too and then you have that have that have garlic those, like, powder really saves quite a lot I, I feel like garlic powder is like yeah. just on the edge of cheating but I feel like it's yeah. fine if it's in a, if it's in a spice yeah yeah, yeah no, that's that your rule isn't it that if, was if my rule yeah, yeah. if it's yeah. in a spice jar like you can yeah. get those dried chives little yeah. little chives ch- ch- chive. yeah exactly sorry I you, did that you get little, <laughs> yeah I remember I was just like hang on um, you get yeah, that and what's, what we noticed is as time went on we became like less adventurous sure like, yeah because yeah. initially it was like oh you, well, in the first like few days first week we were like oh you just eat potatoes it's easy and then we were like right time to get creative Right. Yeah. But what was interesting is after that phase of getting creative, yeah. we realised it's about as good as just having potatoes, yeah, just yeah. like baked potatoes. You just, so sort of, kind of yeah, just yeah. Do you know what I mean? You settle down into a sort of like a, a, once once you've sort of explored a lot of the stuff, you just settle down into like a space. local local maxima or whatever. Where it's like, yeah. this is the stuff that I it meets my requirements and I I like enough. Yeah. And I I don't really see the need to change it, which is basically like you know again that's what I kept trying to innovate because it's like you've got this really it's a bit like one of those things where you've got like a con- a constraint sure, yeah. like you know when you're making like a video game in a retro style and you try to like you've you've only got four colors you can use so you've really got to use the colors creatively yeah. like so you just you've got potato and oil and and like you know shit you can shake on afterwards or during right and so I started to think what if I like bake the potato but then like instead of like you know cutting the potato with a with a knife what if I like made a little hole in the top of the potato and I could pour olive oil in so it sort yeah. of seeps because I realised that was the trick, right? Yeah. Any kind of like uh, jacket potato or mashed potato <clears throat> thing, putting oil in it 
yeah. really livens it yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah, you yeah, get the basil flavored yeah, oil. You get the chili oh, flavored yeah, oil. Yeah, yeah. You can get the garlic, mm, uh, garlic oil with the garlic in the bottom. Yeah. I feel like that's fine as yeah. long as the bits of garlic don't come out. I've discovered <laughs> the joy of hot sauce. I think I mentioned this last yeah, time. Yeah, we got some. Was it Frank's or something? Frank's is the good. standard one because that was just yeah. the standard one. Cholula's yeah. is my favorite. At the mm. moment. I think I really like that. That's uh, that's that's the one with the lady on the top and the little wooden stopper. Nice. That's really good. Yeah. So my fave, but yeah, I, I I found it to be, but yeah, generally I what was interesting is like all of the stuff that was like basically the stuff that people said about it, which is like it is actually surprisingly easy to eat, a, you know, yeah. to eat pretty well, you know, to do, you don't feel like you're stuffing yourself, you don't feel like you need to force yourself to eat, you feel like you eat like a comfortable. And also, if and, if you unless you there's just yeah. like because just on a random like basis, if you ask if you're hungry and you <laughs> ask yourself, would I eat a potato now? Yeah. The answer is normally yes. Yeah. Just right now, I'm not even on the potato mm-hmm. diet, right? Yeah. And uh, all I've eaten today has been like some leftover pasta from last from last yeah. night, and I haven't, and that was at lunchtime, and now it's like seven. I'm like pretty yeah. hungry. I probably eat after this podcast. And if you said to me like, oh yeah, you have to eat a potato, I'd be like, hell yeah, I eat, mm. eat a couple of baked potatoes. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and and and, and that I, I sort of found that to be very, um, you know, like comforting is the wrong word, but like it, it, it just it sort of moves. And I, I think this is maybe the root of what people talk about when they say it make you don't really think about other food yeah. in that like you sort of for some reason if you're able to accept the constraint then it sort of shifts you into i guess like listening to yourself mode in a way where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you you are actually acting from it's removing the variables yeah. and letting you see the actual message yeah. that's coming yeah, yeah. through because you know? you, you're, you're not getting like distracted as much by like especially once you've settled down into it right you're not getting distracted by like oh should i have this or this or like oh i'm imagining this sort of thing it's like potatoes aren't exciting oh well, yeah yeah, yeah. Not exciting well it's like the yeah. whole thing oh i'm gonna get to cook this interesting mm, thing i yeah, want yeah, to try yeah. right that mm. then becomes like a whole thing that becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy mm. that then you become hungry because you think oh, i yeah, really want to yeah. eat this thing i want to have this particular thing because yeah. like it's become something outside of that yeah. or whatever like or if there's mm. some kind of thing where you're like oh I'm, i really want to go to this place because i like the vibe there yeah. and i'm gonna have enjoy the food that's there mm. but you might not actually want to eat that or necessarily need to but it's just because there's all these other associations with it yeah whereas if you just simplify it down to do you want a potato that's yeah. a very easy question <laughs> to answer right potato yes or no yeah um also i and obviously this was like when i was going in i was like this would be nice but it's kind of secondary for me um is the the weight loss thing mm. i lost uh, 5.7 kilograms, which is almost Pretty stone. Good. How many? Um, how long was that over? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks? Pretty and good. And then I, when I was off last week, admittedly, I kind of ate like shit last week. So I did put a bit of it back on, but yeah. I've been back on this week um, because I've got a wedding uh, next weekend and I would like to fit into my suit a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm basically down to where I was. Pretty good. Um, before now. So five days, five days, like, like a week off and then five days back on and I'm back to where I was. That's very so, good. Like yeah, a lot of, you know, I think it was like I went up like two kilograms and I went back down again. Yeah. So, you know, that's pretty good. Um, it's quite, I don't know, if I could, I think the trouble is sticking with it for long periods of time. So I think I might see if there's any way I could sort of like work it into a, you know, a cycle or something like that. Because yeah, yeah. I reckon if I could stick with it, you know, if not continuously, then at least, you know, um, periodically hmm. for a while. I could probably use it to. You know, I think yeah, because I think it would. It down, if you if you yeah. wanted to build up any form of muscle, I don't think it's good for that. I think because there yeah, is pro- yeah. there is protein in potatoes, yeah. but I don't yeah. think it's like it's the, not not enough. Know I mean? no. yeah. well, definitely because when I'm going to be like going back to lifting and stuff. Mm. What was that? Sorry, something felt weird. Um, I think like it was a spider. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, where, where the fucking spider? Call <laughs> um, but yeah, when, when I when I'm, um, I think it's probably going to be uh, October. I'm going to be heading back, starting lifting again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll definitely need to like, you know, sort of various up a bit. But apparently, like, 
you don't you can maintain it's when you're on it. So if if yeah. I once I you know sort of plateau, I, might, I could go back to it for a bit. But yeah, I as far as it goes, like. The problem in my case yeah. was, I guess, because I started it a little couple of weeks earlier than you, because sure. it was hot, and yes. so yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. want yeah. to exercise either, yeah. and so it wasn't yeah. good for that. <laughs> yeah, and and also I imagine that was a bit like sort of difficulty with baked potatoes. So yeah, make it right, having the oven on and stuff. Well, and now that, it's energy prices. Now it's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's um, that's the kind of thing. But yeah, the the um, you've got electric heating, right? Yeah, that isn't ideal. But but well, to be fair, the thing is, it's yeah, like yeah. all electrical appliances yeah. then are are equally efficient at heating something yeah. because yeah. If all electrical appliances release yeah. waste energy as heat. Yeah, right? I mean, our so, flat retains know. heat like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's fine. It, it's, it's basically well, we we barely ever need to turn the heaters. Like our energy bill is effectively not. It's, it's really like almost yeah, yeah. nothing. Um, We're normally fairly lucky in this flat, with the exception of mm. the fact that the back bit, because it's almost like on a little bit that sort mm. of sticks out of the flat that is yeah. a part of the main building, yeah. and it hasn't got like cavity wall or any sure. anything. There's no it's single glazed yeah it just like gets incredibly like cold yeah in there. it's always like three degrees colder than the rest mm. of the flat which means like you kind of like we we went around to like a few a couple of years ago and just switched off all the radiators except for mm. like in the bathroom because mm. you know it starts getting out of the yeah. shower when it's really cold yeah. and like the front one in the front room and then the one in the far back room and yeah. like, all the others like there the other one and then this yeah. one and then especially this room one, I would have yeah. thought this is this, this room is, like, is yeah. never cold yeah because like with the door shut mm. and a 500 watt yeah. computer or more like 100 200 watts when it's idle mm. but do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. that is it just it, it, I don't know it's always mm. warm in here yeah. the one thing I get is like cold hands because sure. I've got like Raynaud's mm. you know bad yeah, circulation yeah. in my hands so I bought a little I put it in the cupboard because I know mm. you don't need it yet but mm. one of those tiny little 300 watt like desk warmer things oh, nice. that you just yeah. put it on your desk mm. and you blow across your hands and yeah. it just keeps your hands toasty oh, lovely. and I think I can get away mm. with that and just wearing a bunch of like hoodies yeah. indoors and that'd be alright you know yeah, definitely. that's my plan mm. also I mean I bought I don't know if, I, if you've seen this I bought a uh, one of those um, actually I'll show you here's yeah. a little nice. little, little intermission because actually we've just hit oh shit yeah Yeah, this 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 keyboard that I've had for uh, probably uh, a year or something. Um, it was the cheapest mechanical keyboard that you can get. That's fairly decent, mm. um, and it's a good. It was a good keyboard, but as predicted, after a year, the keys some of them just like started to like they'd only work like they they'd not work like one in twenty times, ah, sure. which would just be like just to the point where it yeah, drives yeah. you completely mad. Yeah. And and uh, a lot of these keyboards. They have like hot swappable switches, so mm. you can just pull the keycap off and then yeah. pull the switch off, and then yeah. there's just two contacts that you can just put yeah. a new switch into. Which means if you're like one of the switch customizer mm. mechanical keyboard bros, you sure. can like swap them. Yeah. Oh, I found the new best switch. Kind of <laughs> but the one I had was just the the cheap. It was it was like made by some company called Drevo, and it was like fifty dollars or seventy dollars, yeah. fifty quid or something. And it was a good keyboard, but as I say, like the switches eventually broke and there was no way of replacing them without desoldering all of them. Sure. Which I could do, but mm. it's kind of like a two hour job and yeah. I just thought may as well just upgrade to mm. a better one. So I've got this one which is better, which is mainly uh because it's got like it's sort of heavy and metal, you know, it's got nice. like a it's got a heavy kind of heft to it and all the side pieces are, mm. are uh, aluminium and all that kind of stuff. 
And also it's wireless, although I just mm. don't use the wireless feature because sure. I don't have Bluetooth on my computer. And I guess I could get a Bluetooth thing, but, you know, it doesn't... It's your air gap secure computer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's got, like, a thing. Uh, and it's also got all of these, like, RGB lighting modes, yeah. which was a real pain to switch off because it turns out that, like, there was... There's also the, one of the buttons, they used to have, like, a, an insert... Well, one of these mm. keys up here, yeah. the, the delete key has been moved to the left. So oh, there's right. this button that controls the lighting. Mm. So there's an, in, an entire button which you can't remap because it doesn't actually send out a key press sure, yeah. over USB. It's an entire button where all it does is um, change the lighting every time you press it. That's and it's like in else. the top right corner, so it's easy to press by accident. <laughs> and there is a way of switching the lighting off like permanently by pressing a key combo. Yeah. But in their latest firmware, which is installed on the mm. keyboards, the company that make this, which is uh, Keychron, I think. Oh, the key Keychron K2. Right? Okay, well, that's funny because yeah. I've ordered one of them. What, is it a K2? I think it's a K2. Maybe it's a K4. I can't remember. I ordered, it it's whatever factor. the Wirecutter recommended. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the, the, the thing is, yeah. I recommend this. It's mm. good. Um, I like. Is it hot swappable? Because then you can swap all the key, switch, key switches. We I just, I just I literally, I've, yeah. depending on the layout, if it's this small layout. Yeah. Um, I got the one that's like, the, it, it comes with like Mac and Windows keys or whatever. And that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah there's, a, but, there's a switch on the side, whether mm. you want it in Mac or Windows. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it may be the same thing. Uh, one thing is, is that in the latest firmware that's on their keyboards, they uh, have set it so that if you switch the lights off, every time you repower the keyboard, I think it resets something so that if you, you, you can lock the lights to be off, but it's kind of like a bit of a procedure, right? Mm. But um, they were like, oh, we found that people were upset because they when they switched off their lighting, or no, it was if you turn the lighting all the way down, if you just don't want your keyboard to be lit up, it doesn't remember it. Sure. Because people were like think, thinking their keyboard was broken. Mm. So they've now made it so if you turn all the lighting all the way down, mm. the next time you plug it in, it like... Uh, switches it to full brightness so the way around it is basically to lock the lighting button which all it does it means that when you press it now it like flashes red to tell you that it's locked <laughs> rather than not doing anything right and also uh, I have to have the lighting on but on like the lowest setting mm. yeah. and that's that's how you do it so you just have the lighting I guess it's locked so it won't do anything but yeah uh, I do recommend the keyboard though it's good I've got the uh, Gatoron brown key switches in it um, but I don't know which what your favorite kind of your favorite kind of key switch I, 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 I have a, yeah. I have a switch tester right here that I, that oh, I got nice. Look at this. so these are the they're in they're in four groups of three mm -hmm. right so the ones on the very left hand mm -hmm. side are the the silent uh, linear switches right these are all made by cherry so they're the most sure. expensive ones you mm -hmm. can buy yeah uh, there's three different types then the next ones along are the the clicky linear switches that actually make a sound. Mm -hmm. And then the next ones along are the tactile switches, mm -hmm. which are my favourite, mm -hmm. which ones I've got. And the next one along are the, the most clicky, the, the ta tactile and clicky, which would be very annoying. If you I'm, just think I'm one key press is quite loud. I'm really wor I'm getting worried now. I, I'm worried that I've like done bought the wrong one of this grid of 4 by 4 things. Mm. Um, which one have you bought? Did you get red? I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. Red used to be the one that all the, everyone recommended because gamers liked it, but it's mainly like for... Very light. So basically, what happened is I had the same experience as you. Hmm. Um, I was well, not exactly the same experience. You came back from holiday and realised no, this stuff needs to be done around the house. Hmm. I moved into an office and thought, yeah, I should probably get. I need to fill this office with things, and also I need gear, and Bassie needs gear, and blah 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 blah. So and also, it's like when you're buying yeah. one, if you're in the mode to just be surfing the web yeah, to find exactly. and buy things, it's like just get it all done yeah. at once. Yeah. So I, and then I you have I, to think about I it again, a, at least until the things eventually break or yeah. something. I spent a fuck a lot of money, and I'm yeah. about to again because I'm going to get a, a this. This lad's finally getting too slow and annoying to use. So I'm going to get a, mm. get a new uh, iPhone. And Which one is that? Is that the uh, 10? The X, yeah. yeah. Sorry. 
the 10. ten. Um, and I'm probably going to get a um, uh, the fourteen pro or whatever because it's got the it's got the bits. Mm. Um, I think it's this one. I can't. I'm not hundred percent. I think this is the one. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's just but the big. I, I was actually yeah. considering getting that, but I kind of just don't like how it'd be over here, and I'd be like, I like it a bit Maybe closer. I didn't. I can't. So is it hot swappable one? <laughs> it is. Uh, it says. If you really want to spend a load of money and it is yeah. hot swappable, right? You yeah. can buy cherry switches and swap them in, and because cherry ones I think okay. are better than yeah. Gatorons. I got, the I, I got, brand, I got Gatoron, know. and I don't, I can't remember whether it's hot swappable or not. Because yeah, that's the, that seems to be the option. What, what colour Gatoron are? I think they? I got blues. Ah, so blue, I think is would be that one. Sure. Yeah. So it would be like it would be like this, would it? So Ga- yeah, because Gatorons just make like slightly cheaper, but basically still just as good versions of the cherry ones. Yeah. So. I mean, this is my favourite, I think. Probably yeah. out of all of them. Like, I don't like these particularly. These feel like the... No, they... See, the, yeah. I feel like the linear ones, like the reds mm, and stuff, just yeah. don't feel like you're actually pressing anything. It feels no. like just a thing that's moving. This feels like basically what my current keyboard is like, which is like... A, it's sort of like a caplet one. Is yeah, it? yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's, it's really old. It's hard. Something so the, that middle is one is, yeah. is the grey one, which sure. is really hard to press. It's like... Yeah. You can and you get RSI probably from that. Yeah. The one I've got currently is this top one, yeah. but I have bought some of the bottom one sure. because they're slightly harder. Yeah, this, the is, this is like is this, ones. This, this is like the hardest. This feels like the hardest of these, maybe. No, yeah, no, maybe. I don't know. Either way, this is nice. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. You with picked that. the right one. I'm glad. There you go. I w- really wasn't thinking about it. I just basically what was, some people yeah. do is, yeah. is they have the space bar be like a different switch to the others and shit like that because you can just like customize them, right? You can be like every time I press space, it just feels a bit w- weird. So I'm just going to replace that switch with one switch, which you can do, right? <sighs> I think I'm not. I don't think I'm cut out to be a keyboard person necessarily. Um, the thing is with it is because I was talking about this on mm. Master, right? And everyone's like, "Yeah, this is just how it is," right? Is that like once you upgrade one thing, it's like mm. this is miles better, but also mm. one thing is still annoying me. And then it's like then you start researching and finding this thing, you know? Yeah. Um, fuck. Yes. No. I got the back RGB backlit aluminium frame, but I didn't get the hot swappable switches. Uh, that would have been, only been ten pounds more. I kind of regret not doing that now. Oh well. Yeah. You live and learn. Um, you can always just desolder them all. It only takes yeah, like four yeah. hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so speaking of soldering, it's not a, not a U-level project, but mm. something that I've been putting off for about <laughs> nine a, months. Getting one of these is good because yeah. I could fidget. Yeah, fidget oh, that, I, no, that is, yes, I can. I could definitely, keys I'd definitely out, like yeah. to get one of those. Um, my For Christmas, um, my girlfriend got me a... Um, a shower speaker thing. Oh yeah, because like it's a little waterproof Bluetooth speaker. Because I, you know, <laughs> is there any time I can't be listening to podcasts? Well, when I'm in the shower. So, yeah. um, and the first time I, it's got one of those like suction cups in the back. And the first day I tried to use it, I like popped it on the ball. It just fell off and smashed on the floor. <laughs> um, the like the, the the case like just sort of cracks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh no, I can fix it. Because then it stopped working. I was like, I'm, I'm sure we I have can the fix technology. it. I'm sure I can fix it. Yeah. Um, and I just not got around to it. And then I if, if finally went on our holiday the other the other week i was like right okay got out of soldering iron and it was literally just like one of the contacts had come off so i yeah, like, yeah, soldered yeah, it yeah. and it nice. was it, it, it super glued it back on it was completely fine oh yeah nice it's very like, satisfying doing that it's, it's like it's like that thing you said where you like you know get old uh you know sort of tvs by their own like change out the uh, the um capacitors it's just filter it caps on the power yeah. supply and that's all it was yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, most of the time. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like it's 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 a really satisfying little thing, especially. I mean, it, almost especially when it's like stuff like that's you know sub twenty pounds stuff from Amazon that's clearly not meant to yeah, be yeah, in yeah. any way repairable. Like, it's like I know. have like guitar pedals that I would buy like uh, on you know. I th- there's two. There's uh, a few years ago, like years ago now. There's like music gear that I'd buy and it'd just be like just doesn't work. 
plug it in, it just mm. doesn't work, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, I'd, I'd buy it because it'd be like nine quid. Yeah. And then it would just be like the contacts on the power yeah, yeah. jack have come off because, you know, that's the people keep plugging it in, right? It's like a, on, a, on a guitar pedal or something. It's like someone keeps plugging the power in and they just didn't, no, nobody's thought to check that. So it's basically a free thing, you know, you just need to solder. And uh, yeah, what was I fixed today? I fixed something today. What was it? Oh, it was washing machine. I had this thing. Hang on, let me. I think I put a video of it. This is because Cat was away, and I I was going to send this to her. But in the end, it was like the same time she got back. The washing machine started making a sound that was like this. Cool. Hell yeah. And I was like, ah. You googled. Is... What does it mean if my no, washing no, the machine thing goes? Is, I had a suspicion because I thought mm. it might be the pump, like mm. that pumps the water out, right? Because that's the main thing that tends to go wrong. Mm. I thought so. If something was caught in the pump, like mm. a bit of grit or something, sure. like a coin, maybe mm. you're like out of your pocket if you didn't take yeah. the coin out. It gets into the pump and then the impeller yeah, yeah. just hits against this thing. And so I, you know, I was like, it didn't seem to be stopping the washing machine from working. Sure, it was just. I, it could do a whole cer- cycle, except it was like re- extremely loud. It was making that sound. I thought mm. I'll leave the cycle to finish yeah. it didn't blow up or anything yeah. so it's fine I thought but tomorrow I've got to like sort it out so the first thing I did got up this morning put my clothes on like got the whole washing machine mm-hmm. out propped it up mm-hmm. and went in got the thing open and it was this right this was inside the pump oh fucking hell and you may notice to do, yeah. do some forensic inspection oh yeah two notches where it, yeah. little notches where, Minecraft yeah yeah and he made Minecraft <laughs> where, where, the, where the, the propeller was trying to cut the thing in half Fish, yeah. so there you go that was what was inside the washing machine it's like, for the listeners <laughs> it looks like like this of the sort of hook that you'd have on on, on like a pack of on a like set of socks or something yeah like that, yeah like it must have just got into like yeah. the washing bag somehow and then I didn't notice so there you go that's good shit um, the Odyssey and verbs mm. here are some here are some cards that I put in a few few month few weeks ago so we were reading the Odyssey we, yes. did a, we did a, how's that going it's going it's going who's well. reading because um, me and Kat started reading the Odyssey about like two years ago it was like during mm. during COVID right yeah because I mean we were I mean, talking about we read it to each other walks, kind of yeah. thing yeah and um. That was that's been a little bit of a project for a few mm. people. Me and Kat just finished it, yeah. like, and now I think we're starting again, or maybe a different nice. version. I don't know. I don't know when we're going to do that. You reading um, Lady Odyssey? Oh yeah, I don't know which. Mm. I, could, I think we were trying to decide, right? Sure. Um, but one thing that I noticed about it that I thought mm. was interesting was just like the the fact that everything is written without using, like, everything is written in a way of stuff happening, right? Mm. There's a real like um, kind of bias towards action in everything happening if you can in a way that you'd use an adjective right like the odyssey uses uh, a verb if mm. they can right it's all about things like happening like yeah. you know, things like going on with your with your body on a physical level yes. rather than it being you know this is like the bicameral yeah, mind, I was, I was, I was right? yeah. Saying, that's the yeah. but um but one of the things that i just thought is it's kind of an interesting like writing exercise mm. right just to like try and think like you know everything that's about the way that things are described like how it always describes doors i don't know if you've noticed that right throughout the entire there's, thing there's a lot of, there's one of, one of, there's a lot of in, somewhere yeah, yeah. There's a lot of incredibly like yeah. florid descriptions of doors but the yeah. but the descriptions are done not using adjectives of the qualities of mm. the door but of the process by which the door was made and yeah. hung yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. and and the way that it's like it always talks about people instead of like the idea that someone is like glistening or whatever it yeah. talks about the fact that they've been like oiled right yes it's, it's all about stuff getting oiled uh there's all about various uh mm. waxing and, yeah. and 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 <laughs> you know annealing that's been done to all the yeah. blades you know because it's so it's like very process centric right? yeah like exactly it's, it's but like yeah about I, the verb not in, the noun. One, one of my questions so i was we, we we've sort of a bunch of us have been it, it basically in, in preparation for our next D&D campaign, which mm-hmm. is sort of loosely ancient Greek-themed, uh, fancy ancient Greek-themed. Um, and 
I, we've sort of got an informal book club going on, and there's a channel for that in the in in, in our D and D Discord. And my my question to because uh, I was talking talking to Cat about it, hmm. and my question was uh, one of my questions was uh, why does it describe the way Telemacha shuts the door at the end of chapter one? Yeah, yeah, yeah There's yeah. literally a sentence describing how he pulls the door shut and bolts it. Very weird. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's that sort of like you know sort of actually word doors yeah. like a really cool kind of thing at the time. Like <laughs> the, the new the hot new hot new doors. thing. There's doors. What is, I don't know much well, about the history gotta, gotta of doors. Invented sometime. Yeah, the, the history of doors is a really BBC Four ass documentary. <laughs> Isn't that literally a joke <laughs> in one of those Charlie Brooker shows where he pretends to end the show and he has Victoria Corrin presenting oh, yeah, the yeah, history yeah. of corners? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the corners weren't invented until 1831 or yeah. something like that? Um, Good shit. Yeah, the, I think the thing that I because that that reminds me of something that I read recently, which was a sort of paired review that someone did on some site of. Um, the fucking Patrick Rothfuss, um, one of those like like it's basically a standard fantasy novel, right? Like yeah, a yeah. sort of a popular, but like um, you know, Patrick Rothfuss incidentally is really funny because he wrote uh, two fantasy novels. One of them that people liked, and the other one people, the second one that was the sequel that people didn't quite like so much. And then that was about like ten years ago, and he's been promising and saying he's got like the third one going for ages, but. The, off the success of the, the the middle two, he was basically able to get himself booked for an endless succession of like how to be a fancy author panels at like sci-fi right, conventions, right, right. you know, sort of like yeah. uh, you know nerd conventions, and like to be on all of the streams and all of the like D and D fucking actual play podcasts and be friends with like all of the nerd cool people or whatever. Mm. And so it's like it's to the point where it's like a, I mean, it's funny almost if he doesn't do you know if he if he's not actually written it or like there, there would there would have been a point where it would it could have been like fake it, you, you, know, make it, you know, yeah, yeah, but literally, but like the funny thing is, it's one of those things where it's like it's not faking in as much as he did actually write two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he like realized that actually what he wanted was like all of the stuff that goes around being an author rather than actually having to write anything. I and also so he think sort of about into how the, like, you like, get so yeah. many people that like make a video game, right? They're like one of those people that makes you know indie mm. game devs, and that they put their stuff on YouTube as a kind of like log of yeah. here's how I implemented the mm. AI thing on this mm. enemy or whatever. And you just think like the amount of effort it took you to like code the AI for that enemy. Mm is about a quarter of what it took to make the YouTube video about mm. doing it. And it's just like, I guess that is just the tax you have to pay. Yeah. To get, if you want to be like an online person that has yeah. a project, the well, tax of documenting the, the thing. thing is, I know. guess it's a bit easier these days because you could just Twitch everything, right? You don't, you don't need yeah, to worry yeah, about yeah, like yeah. properly editing and uploading. You can just say like, right, OBS. Well, yeah, but I mean, screen, does, yeah, I mean, I guess, but does that actually work as well? I guess probably it does. I don't know. Yeah, I, guess, I think there's... But I see a lot of people that put a lot of polish into like making videos about making things. Yeah. And it's almost like you know maybe if you're making something a lot of people would never play it but they'll be more interested in the process of making it I was it, right? I was reading something about this the other day and it sort of really struck me I, I wrote something a while ago about how much I sort of don't like the fact that people sort of sell themselves basically when, you know people sell themselves as selling whatever but really they're just selling themselves they're just selling a sort of life yeah. of the mind yeah, yeah 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 um, but actually a lot of them are also like a next level of the of, of stuff, which is that they're like people who are sort of selling the ability to become like them. You know, they're selling mm. like they've realised that actually doing the thing that they do has got them enough exposure, and it's easier and more fun to sell the shovels of yeah. becoming a creator or whatever the fuck. Mm. So it's like the lucrative stuff for them isn't actually it, it, like even it becomes so recursive that like it almost stops becoming whatever it was they did originally and just becomes like here's yeah, how to break I, into I feel X like the, the, thing the, that's difficult I, to get I to. don't know if there's any like real way of like proving this but I feel like intuitively like the more you explain the thing that you do and the way that you do mm. it the less 
do, the, the less kind of doing of that thingness it yeah. has it's almost a bit like if i'm really interested in someone that makes you know music or mm. a video game or films if they documented every part of that process mm. and explained it all to me mm. that would almost like obviously it would like remove the magic mm. or whatever but it makes me less inherently interested and removes the you know the mystery of that process in a way that i think it isn't that it devalues the end result but it's that it makes for a different kind of end result right it makes for a different kind of thing it's yeah. like here is it makes it more of a kind of a set text or a kind of a, exactly. a thing that is that is like has an infrastructure around it and that's how you get explicitly. those like codified styles of stuff so yeah 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 there was a point um mm. i remember he- seeing someone complain about this mm. um so I'm, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I, I, I was, there was a guy who I, I can't remember who it was. It was on some Discord that I was on. He was just like, why have so many people started tweeting in this really fucking annoying way? And uh, there was just some course that was like, here's how you become a Twitter influencer like me. Do threads like this. And it's yeah. all just like, I've got that way 28 of, yeah. fibs, thread emoji, yeah. finger yeah. down emoji, do that now, yeah. one of whatever. Like, you know, it's not like, but like, the speci- that it's specific like the, the, the way. It's like, public yeah. class started with it, but then mm. it moved into generally anyone, like you yeah. saw it a lot in COVID, yeah. anyone yeah. that was somewhat an yeah. expert on mm. anything to do with yes. COVID. Yeah. Or even if it was just like, I'm a supply chain yeah. guy and I work for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be some content marketing for yeah. their yeah. supply chain Absolutely. thing, yeah. right? But it would be, it would be like, th- to the point where it was like, it wasn't just like, you know, here's a thread about this. It was like, this exact format of, of yeah. thing because like Thread emoji. that's what they've been told to do well that's because that's you know that's what the the, 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 the secret source magic one slash is. yeah right. yeah it's just really mm. I wonder where the slash yeah. came. Well, it, yeah. oh, no, it came out of one slash n but then yeah. everyone stopped yeah. including the n what yeah. I quite like is John Carmack how mm. he does threads right on Twitter yeah. he just puts a slash mm. because when you're doing like a uh, multi-line string mm. in like C-like language you can escape the new line that's implicitly at the end of yeah. the string yeah. and continue the string <laughs> by putting a slash right before the end of the string so that's, so that's how he's doing yeah, yeah he's yeah, creating yeah, yeah. a multi-line that's very, I really like that's it the most John Carmack yeah. thing ever um, yeah sorry just to, to, to briefly uh, get back to what it was I was originally saying there's this article that was a paired review of uh, Patrick Rothfuss fancy novel and the um, uh, J.R. Tolkien Children of Huron or whatever it was right um, and it was it was really interesting because it, it was sort of talking about like and obviously you'd expect the Tolkien to be better than the other guy and he was like well that is the case and like it's not like the other guy isn't good he's like yeah. p- perfectly fine modern fantasy like you know real three stars some funny bits shit but mm. like the thing that he said that was really interesting um sorry i'm just gonna make make a note of fancy review oh, fuck off i don't want a ruler i'm sorry i'm doing listeners i'm doing the notes on my on my ipad um for for some Is reason this the first time you've done that i think so yeah, yeah. um it's it's all right it's fine i prefer doing it on pen and paper i think for this for the purposes of the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. because the screens on pen and on paper don't go to sleep mm-hmm. uh, but i could do it on my, i'll do it on my remarkable next time because i've got a, a, a like an e, e, it's an e paper tablet. Thing. yeah yeah it's really it's pretty sick i was kind of interested in getting one of those but i can't quite yeah. it's, it's not quite yeah. the sort of thing i'd need enough sure. yeah that's but, i mean yeah. it's like they're still sort of expensive yeah. for what they are yeah I don't know. once in once again the ability to expense things to my company comes to the rescue i've basically been using it to read like what what is really useful for and basically the trouble that I had is I have discovered the joys of writing in the of writing stuff writing notes on on my books mm. um, but I also like I used to do that you, I used to do yeah. that and I remember like just getting like loads of people telling me that I was bad but they're my books yeah fuck off I'm gonna write in my book yeah, no, and also you... I'm adding stuff I'm not removing shit yeah. from the book if someone buys that book after me <laughs> it reminds they're me they're gonna of, get yeah. all my wisdom too you know probably, I'm adding stuff probably the, I've, met, I've 
definitely mentioned this at least like five times on the show but the funniest one of the funniest things i've ever seen mm. was uh, it was it was like it was it was a marginalia in a library book and it was a tom baker uh, past bbc past doctor adventure um <laughs> and i can't remember exactly which one it was but the brigadier was in it yeah. and there was a bit where at the end of a chapter it was like the brigadier took the safety catch off his revolver and somebody just written in pencil revolvers have... don't have safety yeah. catches yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and i was like that is hilarious yeah. <laughs> But there was no nothing else. It was yeah. literally just that, and it was just a little treat for any other future future readers. I thought it was really really good. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, you 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 can't really do that with you know like a technical books are quite expensive sometimes, and like I've been trying to there's some stuff I've been trying to do, and it's like you know I it, I want to be able to to scribble on these, but I can't on. Basically, I could do it on here, but I like I prefer I like light eing displays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and also it does EPUBs as well, which this doesn't do, mm. uh, or it doesn't do in quite the same way. It's more difficult to the, the app that I use for PDFs and stuff doesn't do EPUBs. Mm. So yeah, but I, I I got it, and it's been really I I've, I've been quite liking. It. I'll, can I'll bring, you, I'll bring can it along you next write time and on a device you. like that? Is there a way of doing that with like a keyboard? Because I'm kind of because you know you can get all those like hipster that typewriter thing mm. that's got the little tiny screen. Sure. As like I feel like if somebody made one of those, it was actually good. That wasn't just to like mm. kind of make a mockery of the whole thing. Yeah, I would kind of be in for that. Sure. I kind of like the idea of a yeah typewriter that has an e-ink mm. screen you know that just has a keyboard yeah. like this I think it's got, which, I which think it's got like, Bluetooth so on, I don't know yeah. it's like a, just, it's, a thing it, that yeah. you can write stuff on that, but that has a keyboard right mm. that, that comes on instantly yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. have to boot up or and yes. doesn't have anything on it other than you know doesn't have other apps yeah, yeah. on it I feel like that would be a device mm. that should exist and yeah, I was looking for cool. that and it just seems like yeah. you could do that pretty pretty yeah. cheap right just make like a text file editor mm. or something yeah I, do, I, I don't know whether that, that, that and also in theory you should be able to do that on an e-paper display because you're only refreshing the rectangle of pixels that includes yeah that uh letter that you type right so yeah. it should be fairly quick yeah but i don't know if it's technically yeah. possible i don't know yeah it's, it's, it's interesting but yeah i quite like that anyway sorry mm. the thing that i was actually saying which is distraction free yeah. writing environment yeah. <laughs> he um so he, he he compares sort of the um the the writing styles and and, and the, the the thing that he says is basically like sort of and what you said about um the the odyssey reminded me of this mm. which is the the way that Tolkien writes is basically based around like sort of old English sort of speech patterns and like mm, mm, the, the 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 way the word choice all of the stuff that he does everything is written in such a way as to oh is there another one look at the next card. Tom Bombadil fuck look at the next fucking I can't card. believe this I'm hoping they're in the right we order did our own, we did we tell we, yeah. we did our own we did our own uh, our own arc yeah like so the yeah it, 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 it's just about like how different. How, how it's actually different like it's not just like one of those things where it's like oh you know obviously it was the father of the the or, you know the sort of the, the 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 originator in a lot of ways of the genre or the pop certainly the big popularizer mm-hmm. and like but, but like the thing that i guess i've always thought about tolkien and is kind of right which is basically like actually a lot of this and it, it's something that i feel like i see a lot of the time right mm. which is people who like something and identify with a lot of the superficial or even like the slightly more slightly less than superficial aspects of it and then want to be able to just do that but mm. don't really see the like they, that you need they see that yeah. there's like this yeah. crust that yeah. results that's the, yeah. the kind of patina of the thing yeah. that's once it's there yeah but they don't realize that there's actually a whole root system yeah. underneath yeah, yeah. right and, and, and they want to just skip to the to that bit and yeah. it's like you can't it, and, and then you sort of ha- that's how you end up with fucking brandon sanderson doing lectures about like magic systems to college students who want to write fucking the next uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. whatever like i remember brother Sanderson is a really fun he's like a really fascinating figure to me in his own right mm. like me and my brother are like vaguely obsessed with him because he's 
Thomas Summerson is like basically this, this Mormon. Uh, it's a Mormon. Yeah, yeah. More, he's a, he's a Mormon. Um, fantasy author who basically like got he was like I th- I can't remember exactly this might be slightly wrong but like you know Robert Jordan like the Wheel of Time and shit oh yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. He, he basically like died before he was like before the last two books and mm. Brandon Sanderson was the guy who got picked by his uh, widow to like finish the series okay. I think that was his big break but basically yeah. he's like sort of got like you know Mormon vibes Mormon style work ethic so he's like oh, just God. always on that grind like he churns out these books but he's like and he's got this all these ideas about like fancy systems but like this is like how every Christian yeah. rock band has like 40 hours. <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that same but, thing like, I, I almost kind of like respect it because it's like he's at least got a thing that he's doing right like yeah. unlike Patrick fucking Rothfuss he does write these books like mm-hmm. you know he grinds about and basically as far as I can tell like I mean not that I'm laughing at this because it's literally what I'm in the process of doing at the moment but like he he like employs his friends he's yeah. just like you know my mate is the one who manages all of the you know the sort of this create you know this right online writing tutoring thing that i do and my other mate does this side of my business and my other does that side of my business and like you know that he's i don't like his books but like that's he seems pretty sick you know yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like he seems like a nice nice enough guy and like he's achieved success basically by like getting lucky and grinding yeah and i don't know i find him an oddly charming figure but um not the point um but yeah basically like like the, the sort of like tolkien is is really um grounded in something you know yeah, yeah. like he he's he has really deep roots to, to, to yeah, talk yeah. about what he's got a saying. real like passion for something yeah. but he has to express yeah. his passion through these like very indirect mm. like artistic works yeah. that end up yeah. becoming like yeah. their own thing that someone else can get passionate yeah. about but the root of that was his own like interest yeah. in linguistics yeah, no exactly that, right? and like the, the the origin of loads of you know all of the languages in lord of the rings are based on like that's the obvious thing to say right but like everyone is just you know all, all every every book then you know every fantasy book written by someone who read Lord of the Rings was dope shit, man. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, rather than being written by like a fucking cr- crusty old uh, Oxford Don who couldn't process his, you know, trauma after <laughs> World War One. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, which, yeah. you know, not laughing about that. Like yeah. that is literally like it's, it's, you know, that is basically what it is. Yeah. Like it, it, it's you know, and 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 effectively channels it all through because he was you know a sort of extremely smart, high-minded guy who was really knew shit loads of stuff about languages. Yeah. Was able to create all these languages and then have all this. stuff stuff and like it's it's a really it, it means that the writing feels a certain way because the man knows a fuck of a lot about things that these people probably haven't even thought anything about because yeah. the point that he makes centrally is effectively and this i can't remember how i got linked to it but this was the the, the point that they were referring to hmm. is that patrick rothfuss fancy characters speak in a sort of like modern bourgeois patois right yeah even if they're not saying you know great shit man that was dope or whatever yeah. like they'll 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 have the same sort of like you know choice of words choice of types of words patterns of speech mm. if you look at the like the you know and similarly like the odyssey very verby everything is all about action you know the yeah. the children of Huron and lord of the rings to a lesser extent i guess Everything's very sort of like paired back. And in fact, even if you look at Lord of the Rings, like different characters have different styles. Well, the hobbits actually do kind of speak a bit like that. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. the people yeah. mostly don't. And the, you know, there's the sort of like different kinds of there's, characters there's cultural in Lord of the Rings have in, in te- different, yeah, you know, they have different whole different patterns of speech. But like, it, and the thing is, you can do that without having all the background, but like it then doesn't really have the rootedness, which makes it feel like more than just a fucking like Wild West set. Mm. Like that's the thing. The, and I'm not getting in, into like all world building or whatever. Mm. It's not because the world that Tolkien was building in was kind of just like the real world basically, but like in a weird distorted way 
because it's like real art, not yeah, just yeah, like yeah, a fucking yeah. you know tossed off fan scene. I don't like Patrick Rothfuss books. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna stop pretending. It's trying to be like on the one hand, on the other hand, is I I like yeah. I read that shit. You know, it's just not 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 my. You know, I I love. I you know I I read it at a time when I was just like I just want another generic fine fantasy novel to be another thing to fill. I've read a million of these things. It was slightly better than those but yeah. it's not it's not it's great. in the same Whereas, sort like, of league the lord of the rings is genuinely like an actual brilliant work of art as are the films by the way mm-hmm. duke of york picture house in brighton for its 111th anniversary doing a lord of the rings marathon Ooh. but for the fact that the last time i did that i literally went mad yeah um, you were there for that as well or at least for some of it i think um by the end it was just me and mahesh just gibbering at each other it was, it was we watched the extended editions and then by the time you that's, get to like that's the, the hour-long yeah, exactly, five endings exactly. apparently that's not what they're broadcasting they're not they're not doing that but like yeah it was it was a fucking it was a it was a, a crime but the films capture so much of what's like good about the books the sort of like warm-heartedness of it the sort of lack of cynicism the you know moral clarity because well, they're kind have, of unfilmable that, books and sure, so the fact yeah. that they did make a film I, they, yeah. I think he probably did about as good as you can do right yeah you know? no it, they, they, they are I, I genuinely like they're, they're one of the things where it's like if i go back and watch this like mm. they're 20 years old at this point yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. but you go back and watch them and you're like this really holds up like yeah. you know all of the, because so much of it is real like so much of it is like they they some land in new zealand made a fucking million chainmail shirts and all these guys are yeah, wearing yeah yeah, them, yeah. exactly we've exactly. got all these people like all this stuff is going on and because it's not trying to be fucking because like everything since then has been fucking iron man winking at the camera doing the soy face or whatever the fuck mm. this is like you have it's just trying uh, to do the thing yeah Bernard, what's it doing? That speech about you know the sort of which is itself based on a uh, Tolkien interpolation of a old English poem called the I think it's called the Wanderer, which is basically it's it's the it's the bit where he's he's they're, they're waiting they're you know uh, at um, Helm's Deep and they're waiting yeah, for yeah, the yeah. assault. Oh yeah, and that's, he's, that's where that's is really the horse and the rider? Where yeah. is the horn that was blowing? It's a lot longer in the book as you yeah. can imagine. Like yeah, they, yeah, so, yeah. Tom Bombadil, another example of things where it's like actually in some ways I do like the. <laughs> book a little bit better or the film a little bit better because like it cuts out the stuff that like i get why it's there but i find it a bit like mm. it, it doesn't it, it doesn't move like the films do a really good job at translating the lord of the rings like the feel of it the vibe of it but also making it flow in a way that makes more narrative well, a sense film to is us a specific the, yeah. kind of like medium yeah right? you just cut there's certain things you just kind of can't put in a film right yeah and like even like some of the films that like do really unusual stuff yeah. you know like end up having to be compromised just as a result of that like that's one of the like we were watching uh me and cat watched uh, the 2016 version of the magnificent seven mm. which is not that recommended but somewhat <laughs> interesting then we watched the original magnificent mm. seven the the western from you know 1960 or whenever it is and then we watched uh seven samurai yes the original uh which there's been many many spin-offs of that as well which you haven't seen any of mm. but um and it was just very interesting looking at the way that like various things like as as the as the progression of the story was like brought forward into the next version of it yeah. and the next sort of you know reimagining of it it becomes successively more movie like right yeah and obviously like kurosawa is like one of the most movie like directors in yes. that all the, it almost feels like a lot more modern than than the, the 1960 mm-hmm. one even though it was like six you know six years earlier or whatever but like 
there's so many things in it that just kind of like the, you know the fact that it's three and a half hours long which is you know it's a lord of the rings level length of film and it's just like in order to have all the stuff in that film and make it the film that it is mm. and it's it, and not be pared down mm. it does just make it a bit too long right yes and i think generally if you're going to choose a trade-off that's the one that's cho- like that was the one that's chosen with lord of the rings yes. films, right? <laughs> just, just, just make, make them as very long, as long right? yeah. make them as long as you want yeah. and it's like that's probably the best one you can do and you still have to remove stuff mm. like you still have to do that kind of stuff but like I think the medium of film just does end up doing that. This brings us onto the onto this Tom Bombadil mm. card because I I think I originally wrote this down a few weeks ago when uh, there was some piece that someone used where they were where they were trying to use like I think I don't know if it was specifically about because mm. two Lord of the Rings related mm. pieces. One of them was actually like uh, trying to understand the maybe it was three things. There was one that was about the it was, it was just a lot of Lord of the Rings shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why it was. It was like about uh, six weeks, four, you know, just well, whenever it was, like four weeks ago, right? Five yeah, weeks yeah. ago. And I just kept reading all this Lord of the Rings related stuff. And one of them was about the, uh, what is the economy of Mordor like, right? Yes, look, that, that, that's, that, I, I mean, that is the sort of fun stuff. Yeah, thing, yeah, you know? yeah. If you are going to do like normal nerd things, like, you know, what's the, what are these orcs doing when they're well, not? Well, yeah, like, this, is, this, yeah. Is, this is the world building shit. This is why we, you know, people like miss the point, right? Because it's talking about like, yeah. from, from the point of view of like, the, the world has grown out of linguistics yeah. as a study, yeah. not out of the study of, for example, geology, mm-hmm. which a lot of people make the point that like, there was a thing in about how the, uh, Tolkien just does not have any understanding of geology, like because if you look at the map of Middle Earth, yeah, it's not yeah. physically possible. No, no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and not even just like this is a physically implausible mm. thing where you have this like video game style, yeah. like mountains like that, that go yeah, like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like there's, there's mountain mountain mm. and what's what's going on down here and so on. And there's like an exp- and there is actually, I think we can get this up right. There's like a uh, <laughs> Jamie Bullet up. Uh, yeah, well, it's like a hang on, it's um. Uh, it's like a Middle Earth sort of thing. Is it this? Yeah. Nice. This is a really good website, actually. Although it's not using HTTPS. It. So it basically has... Mm. Um, I think it probably... I'll make it... It has like a series of like mm. things you can do. So it's got like fully like zoomable and stuff. Nice. So this is this is like mm. um, Bilbo's journey in, sure. in The Hobbit. Oh, excuse me. Very sorry, Leslie. And then uh, it has like various things. But you can, you can show all the different paths... Of the various people yes. in Lord of the Rings. Oh, look at that. So you can actually see where everybody went and like how they like joined <laughs> up with like, each other. Look, this is very like, cool. looks like tube lines. <laughs> yeah, I know, it does, right? It's really good. It shows you like the time uh, there's like a t- timelines thing, yeah. although they have some problems. Well, yeah, there's some timelines thing where it, it looks work. like the uh, API yeah, the, some the PHP created is not, not I uh, think they've got their PHP oh, thing no. installed wrong. But yeah, and it's just kind of cool how you can see like all the uh, and in various things. Yeah. Um but like the, how yeah, there's just like there's stuff down here that you don't really you know find that, find out that much yeah. about. Like all it's this just shit, like right? it's deserts or some shit. But anyway, whatever. people like go into like a lot of speculation about you know what's down there, what's the mm. what's the economy and kind of thing, and mm. what, like, do they use coal? Shit. Like the, the, you know the main thing that you want to do to work out something economically is work out the energy inputs yeah, and yeah. the the, the, the uh, outputs that are coming out of their in- industry and where they're being sold to and how how you know how volatile are the markets and how quickly can <laughs> price signals be sent from yeah. the Shire to wherever, you know, <laughs> this kind of thing, right? Um, and reading about that sort of thing is interesting because it kind of represents that, like, well, that world, if you want to make a build a world, you have to have, you have to first create the universe. Like, you have to, um, you have to, like, have this idea of what the, uh, 
the focus is because you're going to be creating something that's designed to be looked at from a certain mm. angle yes. and his focus was like well what kind of world would grow out of this kind of like if, if you back solve from a certain like way of speaking mm. and therefore a way of thinking or documenting yeah. culture what kind of world geography would that entail and so yeah. on rather than the kind of like people who are trying to design a D&D campaign and yeah. they end up saying you know oh it, mm. this this world has got a 340 day long year yeah and that's really important for this reason and that reason which it, it almost yeah. certainly never is right but yeah people that want to kind of you have to have like some kind of germination point when yeah. you start off and I think that like um the like the Tom Bombadil thing is an interesting example because it's like there was a big discussion in one of these things where it was like someone just mentioned I can't actually remember where it came from I think if it had been a few weeks I would have remembered but it was it was somebody just mentioned like things that you can this is why you need pinboard this is the thing I do have pinboard I just don't use it <laughs> and also I don't pay for it but I think it still works I'm just for some reason getting it for free well you, you if you bought because it originally it was pay once and yeah. then uh, like last year or get two years ago he, yeah, yeah, he, he was like get grandfather yeah he was it, like yeah. Uh, you can carry on having it for free, but I would really appreciate it if you started paying because I need I might to, chuck I need in to a pay this service. Which I, which I, I did yeah. immediately because I was like, this is a service that I use a lot and really like. And also, yeah. I met the guy once in yeah, exactly. a, a conference and he was very confused when I was very... Because he was he was at the conference the next day and I just came up to him and like, you're the pinboard guy. I love that. And he was like, cool, okay. Can yep. I give you a hug? Sure, lovely. He was very really nice. friendly. That's very nice. Lovely guy. Um someone being just like absolutely bizarre at him but <clears throat> yeah no um it's oh, yeah, I, sh- yeah. I should use my pimple I, the thing is board. I used to have like a bookmark I used to have the bookmark I used to have it all set up sure. I used to have my phone really set up in a real way where yeah, everything yeah. was bit bop and things would go into folders and into Dropbox and make text files for me using that uh, drafts yeah. thing I used to make notes and they'd appear and it'll get form and for some reason I just don't do that anymore and everything seems to still be nothing in my life is ground to a halt that's the thing but, yeah, yeah. but at some point I'll have like a mad five minutes mm. where I set yeah. it all up again and it just doesn't happen yet um, sorry I'm yeah no no uh, it, anyway it was, it was an article and the, the upshot of it was that someone was just like anyway everyone knows that all Lord of the Rings fans hate Tom Bombadil mm. and so then da 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 and then yeah. <laughs> comments were like hang on yeah what do you mean this what what the hell is going on here i think it might have even been like a hacker news thing it's either hacker news or reddit yeah and it became this whole like sort of split of a kind of yeah. personality type uh system sure. of whether you like tom bombadil or not like yeah because it's what what for what reasons and and it was this this person was asserting mm. that lord of the rings fans are just known for thinking that tom bombadil is a huge mistake yeah and when they read it originally as kids they had to skip tom bombadil yes. they didn't like tom bombadil mm. they watch the movie and then they find out they read the book and it's got tom bombadil and they get really like pissed <laughs> off and ash, throw the book across the yeah. room like there's obviously some like thing going on and and then it became a kind of meta conversation mm-hmm. about people in the in the comments trying to work out what's the deal with the fact that there's these two sure. viewpoints yeah because yeah. it does because then there was a lot of people saying you know well, obviously all real lord of the rings fans love tom bombadil yeah, yeah, yeah. and think that it's one of the best things and mm-hmm. really creates a scene and a vibe yeah. and has this kind of like whimsy with an undercurrent of, of menace mm-hmm. that is really appealing to people and a lot of people have tried to capture that with these kind of like whimsical neil gaiman derived things <laughs> that are like f- third fourth hand mm-hmm. uh whimsy slash menace combos yeah. that don't quite cut the mustard compared to the original OG Tom Bombadil like vibes right and like this is just like whole discussion and then 
People are like, no, I genuinely did hate Tom Bombadil. Yeah. As a kid, it was like the bane of my existence. Me and all my friends and everyone I knew and all everyone my in my D&D group. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we exactly, me and my homies just have no, got no time for Tom Bombadil. And then it was like, well, it's, uh, me and Cat were talking about, like trying to speculate, like what's the deal? It's like one of the people was like saying, I'm really intrigued about this, right? Uh, can you tell me about some other things that you either like or don't <coughs> like? For example, have you seen any David Lynch movies and mm. did you like them? Mm. And, and the other person was like, absolutely hated them. Yeah, yeah. Watched basically every every David Lynch movie and hated them all, hate Twin Peaks. You know, it was all this kind of shit. And it was like, I I think there is like maybe some kind of a Tom Bombadil like test or effect, right? What's really interesting is that I do have an opinion on this, which is Mm. I, when I read the books first in my uh, late, it would have been like maybe 11, 12 sort of thing. I did hate Tom Bombadil. Yeah, right. right, Because because I was a very literal minded, uh, you know, young person. What I've, the hell is this yeah. contributing to the story of these I've, adventurers, yeah. right? I've not reread them recently enough to be able to reevaluate, but like I reckon that I would be a lot more favourably disposed towards them now. And I what's notable is that a lot of the other stuff which I I, I think this is why I was I was saying like I think the films work better as films, but also a lot of the stuff that's like book stuff mm. I do really like. Like the fact that it like in the films it's you you have the party and then it's like basically the next day Frodo's like, well, Gotta go mm. in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hangs around for ten fucking years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then when they when they're going to go <laughs> to uh, when they're going to, uh, to 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 see the elves, he, he they just like they when they go to you know they go to um fuck where is it um prancing pony uh oh yeah the weather that place uh, yeah is yeah um, the vibrate the yeah. vibes are it's not yeah. that safe but yeah it's, it's, a sort bit, of, it's a bit rough it's in that kind weird of, yeah. kind of yeah. area yeah, in, yeah. In, in the book they're just like oh yeah we sent our friend fatty bulger a character completely unfairly excised from the film by the way yeah, yeah. Uh, basically a, a character who's a fat hobbit whose name is fatty bulger Love and it. that is the joke um and they're just like oh we'll send him ahead to go and, like rent us a house yeah uh, just to get it ready you know just so it's cozy which also is like you know characterizing them still because like even though they're young hobbits they're still not like they're still more like inclined towards coziness whereas like film hobbits are you know the, the young ones anyway all like yeah yeah, yeah. oh what's out there mr Fro- i yeah, want yeah, yeah, to yeah. dick down the hot barmaid but also i want to see the world kind of shit you know yeah. like that's you know which, i think that film just yeah. doesn't have time for that amount exactly. of yeah, yeah, yeah. but like there is i i like that i still like that sort of weirdness about the books where it's like there are just little things where it's like the version of this that like because i think i no i wouldn't have read it before the films i might have read it before i saw the films but like i definitely you know found that weird because mm. i guess i was maybe you know grew up on other fiction that was a bit, a bit pacier yeah and i was like what the f-? Like, even though when it's described on this like they waited around for years what what like what's yeah. going on like and it, why it, aren't you yeah, just making yeah. this more action yeah, 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 come yeah. on yeah. but like that that is actually like part of the charm and part of the vibe of the thing because yeah it really the lord of the rings is really something where the translation from book to screen was done with the best elements of or like, or like the 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 well, the, the elements of the that screen could be, in is, mind. It, yeah. they were like triaged, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there was a lot of things which were amazing but mm. could not be put yes. into a movie, yeah, and yeah. therefore the idea was to try and cut yeah. around those and, as and, best was possible. And it, right? it preserved all of the like the tone, the vibe, the ideas, a load of really specific stuff as well. And I had to move them around, but like loads of the stuff in the book, in the film, that you're like, this is sick shit. Mm. The speech that Gandalf gives to Frodo in Moria, where he's you know talks, you know, is, is the the bit where he talks about how you know the uh, you know it's a pity he didn't kill him and it was like it's you know don't don't don't, basically like don't wish death on people you know just because it would make your life more convenient kind of stuff you know um you know you you have to shoulder the burdens that you're given 
um you have to make the most of where you like it's a it's a really good shit like that's that's basically directly from the books you know yeah. the where is the horse and the rider which i was looking up earlier by the way mm. um and the, the the original version mm. um which is a lot longer uh which is where now the horse and the rider where is the horn that was blowing where is the helm and the hauberk and the bright hair flowing where is the hand on the harp string and the red fire glowing where is the spring and the harvest and the tall corn growing they have passed like rain on the mountain like a wind in the meadow the days have gone down in the west behind the hills into shadow who shall gather the smoke of the deadwood burning or behold the flowing year is from the sea returning which is based literally it's based on this old english poem called the wanderer which is basically about a guy who after like the sort of like the i think it was basically i could be wrong the sort of the old english bit of it was like it was it was after the decline of their civilization decline of civilizations podcast by the Mm -hmm. way really fun good Mm -hmm. good little stories in there um it was it was this guy just wandering around and being like our shit's all jacked up. We used to have all this shit. It used to be really cool. Yeah, 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 and yeah. now it's all just like basically ruins and everything mm. is dreadful. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's like the tone. But like, not only that, like you feel all of that in the poem that Tolkien wrote that mm. was meant to communicate that whole thing. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, that is, it it's, works. It's, it works. It's really good. <laughs> and like Tom Bombadil, again, I reckon I would like it a lot more these days. You know, I reckon well, I was I would, thinking yeah. about the most, my theory on it, right. Is that like, there's a scale here mm. where the most, I think it's like about a maturity mm. thing, right. Is that yeah. as you live longer, you, as a child, you mm. don't like Tom child. Bombadil, right. And then as you grow up, you appreciate Tom mm. Bombadil, yeah. which implies that if you in, lived for an infinite amount of time, you would become, become Tom, Tom Bombadil, Bombadil. Which right? is basically right. Because right? he is basically yeah. God in that cosmology sort of he's just the kind yeah. of like it's the idea that everybody kind of starts in this kind of singularity point of being like a shrieking infant yeah and then they expand but then yeah. as time goes on they collapse again towards <laughs> another singularity which is tom bombadil yeah. but like, i i do i i think that it's not liking tom bombadil is a very teenage opinion yeah, to yeah. me. yeah definitely it's telling that my friend scott did like tom bombadil and he is a lot more he he's a way more artistic soul than I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember talking to him about it. But like, it's a very and I, I also I don't know. I just had I'm just remembering like cringe opinions that I had as a teenager about Lord of the Rings. Like mm. I was I just there was loads of shit that I was just like dead wrong about. I, looking back, like, I, I think I had as these, a teenager you know, the reason that because I, I was thinking about like can I have that oh, yeah, yeah. I just really sorry. Sorry, throwing objects. Yeah. It's, the, it's the, the the mechanical keyboard. Yeah, no, you need a little bit. That's it. Yeah. Good stuff. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about how like there must be a kind of because uh, you know when you have this kind of like uh, sorry this this kind of like a feeling of like hatred that seems a little bit irrational yeah. like that. I think it's often because of like a fear somewhat with, sure. within you. Yeah. And I think as a teenager, mm-hmm. I think your one's biggest fears tend to be a kind of like fear that the world doesn't make sense. Yeah. Or a fear that you you just really need some like narrative to come in and Lord of the Rings mm. is a thing which has which at least seems to mm. on the surface of it if you're yeah. a teenager have this big narrative meaning to it this yeah. heroism yeah. this sense of adventure this sense yeah. of being small in a big world and mm. going out and finding the things in the yeah. world and conquering it right mm. which is something which resonates with you a lot if you're like you know 13 or something yeah. or 15 but like the Tom Bombadil part of it is weirdly yeah, it doesn't acro- fit it's, it's it doesn't fit with that yeah. right and yeah. so and, and it almost attacks something which is something you don't want to face which is that there isn't a real narrative mm. and that Tom Bombadil is quite apart from the big narrative that's going on and that mm. 
what the Tom Bombadil character does is forces you to realise that actually even within this infinite world that seems to be explored infinitely there are multitudes more things that you'll never find yeah, yeah. you'll never uncover any of those and the fact that you bump into him and he's one of them mm. and that he hints that there's even more yeah, things yeah, yeah. And, that, and none of them even seem mm. to actually connect to one yeah. another or have any meaning yeah. outside of themselves right yeah. that when you're a teenager and you're 15 that's actually a horrifying thought yeah. and you don't want to internalise it and therefore you hate the shit out of Tom <laughs> Bombadil is, that right? makes a lot of sense and it also speaks to something about Lord of the Rings as a world as a whole which is that it's quite a, in some ways it's quite a totalizing work of Tolkien himself yeah, yeah you yeah. get the whole man on the page that's mm. his Catholicism I mean you know yeah. you could argue maybe mm. I don't know I'm coming up with this analysis off the, off, uh, off the cuff but mm. like you know that is the sort of like the, the, the you know the sort of the, the, the Catholic in him or whatever mm. and you you know you get other bits about like, like you know about the, about the, the, the sort of the dis, you know dis, dis, uh Moria, oh, not Moria, a fucking uh, Mordor being mm. like, you know, sort of blasted hellscape, which is, you know, he doesn't like uh, in the, what the Industrial Revolution has done to the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, like a lot of the stuff about like uh, the, the, the the war and like how the war affects, you know, the Rahiram and the Gondorians and stuff like that, basically being like processing his experience of the First World War. Mm. And like, yeah, it's, it's all... It's it's it, it's it's very complete and sort of personal. Again, mm. in a way that's like, what does modern fantasy novel X tell you about this person? A lot of the time, it's just like, oh, I guess they like quippy banter. Yeah, they like watch what, Buffy what, the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, what, what kind of, that really like? What, what's parts of your soul are yeah. you like siphoning out here, yeah. like to show everyone? Yeah. Like it's it, yeah, it does have that kind they, of like, I, I, and, I, and the idea of putting yeah. like contradictory mm. elements in yes. art to just kind of like stir the water mm, and create a yeah. bit of like turbulence or dithering yeah. kind of yes. just to create this kind of texture to it that things don't quite fit yeah i think that that's just something which a lot of people try to avoid yeah and i feel like it's a little bit like it's not like you're making your work difficult on yeah. purpose it's about trying to show that there's a little bit yeah. more to what's going like, on you know what i mean the trouble is but basically it's, it's like especially but that normally yeah. gets filtered through the kind yeah, yeah. of like making everything you know shades of gray and yeah oh well, you don't know if this mm. guy is good or bad like yeah that and obviously on a character level that's like a device you can use but i feel like on a more general level having the world be like yeah having the world be like morally gray is like yeah. so overused but having the world be like thematically yeah like having elements that know. are unpredictable that's the thing right it's like especially with the you know fucking Brandon Sanderson school of like nothing in those books is going to like surprise you're not going to go like wait hang on what's this it's yeah. like you know Tom Bombadil a character who feels like he's wandered in not from necessarily even from another story but from another kind of universe or yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. but like you know there is a real, a real feel of like you say well, he's wandered in from a different, different media yeah, he yeah, just keeps yeah, doing yeah. these songs and yeah, poems yeah. And he just shows up and it's like a little show yeah and then it's like oh well uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah. like a little interlude like, exactly it's very and, like, odd it, it really like it is because it is actually different and like it I but know, it is very similar to when you yeah. when you know like talking to one of your friends and then you go and stay with your grandparents and mm. talk to them and they just talk in a way that's yes. like yes that, talk that, to old people and they've yeah. got the old person mode of talking yeah just Tom like, Bombadil yeah. if you if yeah. you met him you'd want to chat to him yeah. wouldn't you you know who wouldn't yeah. like it, it, it I guess it just it just sort of like really. I don't, I'm not saying that, like, you know, fancy authors these days have, like, smaller... that They're smaller people with, with the pettier souls. Maybe I am saying that a little bit. I don't know. I, I, it's complicated. There's a lot of good fancy out there as well. But, like, mm. I think Lord of the Rings is... It's one of those things where it's like the Beatles, right? Mm. There's a reason it's the one that everybody thinks of as the. And thing also, a lot, a lot of the is, things you know, it get sort of interpreted by the mm. things that were inspired by yeah. it. So it's like, well, yeah, yeah. these songs don't actually sound very impressive because everything since has been based on them. So exactly. they just sound like yeah, another yeah. one of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. Anyway, I think maybe we'll drop it now. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I, I could continue about Lord of the Rings for quite some time, but good night, folks. Good night. <laughs>